millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, Anthony Watts learns the same lesson Andos20 did. Mess with this show and you're in decline, cunt. South Band communal showers in an attempt to mend the rift between the Burgeye and the non-Burgeye. After being cut and parted from a club he's never played a game for, Andrew Fafita truly has done it all in rugby league. And we preview all of the action of round five of the 2014 NRL season. And I think we broke the record for the amount of cunts in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the show too. All that, and, all that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 148 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, feedback this week, as always, smash on Twitter. At um, DashingDan1. He's retweeted this thing from, you know, one of those WTF facts accounts, which, you know, actually, like, you know, they generally just lies, you know, like just outlandish bullshit. And this is the one, he, I don't know why, he, <laughs> this, is, this is what he's done. He's retweeted this one. The, the account in question was, uh, what are the F facts? Some people in China boil eggs in the urine of young boys and then sell them as a delicacy. And he's added to that, just like on This Week in League. the fuck does that even mean? Is he, like, saying that, like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, we're, like, polishing a turd? Or are we, like, you know, are we boiling, you know, a little bit of humour in the urine of young boys <laughs> and trying to pass it off as, you know... A delicacy. Comedy gold? <laughs> If, 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 that's what, if that's what he said, then yeah, he'd be absolutely right. But <laughs> about the urine of young boys. Well, no, it's more like the. It's <laughs> more like the semen of Polynesian men. <laughs> and what's the boiling point of that? I don't know. I'd like to find uh, out. Add a bit of hot sauce. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, what are we, this show is fucking off the rails you know, this week I just, already. I find it interesting that someone like fucking Dan is, has, the, <laughs> has the audacity to sledge us. Yeah. This is a man that's been carted away from Auburn Cricket Field uh, in handcuffs for being busted sniffing the boxes of, uh, of opposing players. I mean... And impersonating a, a you know, a fourth a grade cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just uh, walking out in the middle with no fucking clue what he's doing. Well over a hundred times. <laughs> and graffitiing the records, fucking wooden, what do they call them? Yeah, you know, like the honour board thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like with the, 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 the high scores. with his own and, name and fake scores and shit. Look at me. Yeah, exactly. I am Auburn Cricket. Shut up, Dan, you dickhead. Matt 02392. You might not recognise that handle because it's new. All right, guys, my first season listening, a blind Storm fan in the UK. Love the show. Welcome so, aboard, sir. Welcome aboard. I mean, you know, the Storm part, you know. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but we welcome all of our Storm listeners, and let's face it, if there's any fucking left at this point, there's some hard and tenacious... And he's in the UK. Yeah. Is, he, is he moved to the UK, or is he actually uh, a POM? 
Oh, no, you have to tweet us. Fuck tweet me, us, the Matt. Storm fan of Pom. Hasn't got a lot coming for him. Well, welcome <laughs> aboard, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we love you already. Uh, it's great that we finally got another Storm we fan on board. We take on all because, freaks of all kinds. Because we tend to, we, we tend to uh, you know, lose Storm fans as quickly as we yeah. gain them, I'd say. Yeah, look, <laughs> we mean not what we say. Unless it's about the storm. Most, mostly. <laughs> <Or palms>. Mostly. <laughs> at Unky D, who's changed his Twitter name to look at the flowers, incidentally, which is oh. sensational. And I just showed you before we recorded tonight the whole look like at the flowers thing. So, so now you know what look at the flowers is all about. Even though you've never I mean, seen an episode of Walking Dead in your life, you've seen not 10 stop minutes. At one shot, let me tell you. You'd be like calling out, you'd be the, the black guy at the window. You're like, <laughs> that's enough, man. That's enough. <laughs> just putting another round in. Pumping it into the back of his skull. So, Uncle D said, uh, a live commentary of the Tigers' manly showdown? Question mark. Try saying showdown in that context without laughing, I dare you. Yeah, you're right, mate. I don't give manly much of a chance either. <sighs> live commentary. We're not doing live commentary. Not this early in the season. That's just far too hectic. Especially what? on a Sunday night, a Sunday afternoon, delayed. Yeah. You know, this is, there's, there's far too many issues involved. We'd be watching a stream. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, Channel 9, it can't. Could be done, and I am looking forward to doing it. Yeah, I just, yeah. Don't know that I can do it. I honestly and have think the the emotional engagement of a game such as that, and try and concentrate on a commentary. I think a much better way of doing things would probably Titans be to Cowboys at uh, Skilled Stadium or Sea Bus Stadium on a Monday night. Yeah, no yeah. one's got anything else to do anyway. We'd yeah, yeah, or, top or ratings. Yeah, or or a Friday night or one of the Saturday night games, like because people are generally more at, more likely to be home, and you know up up a sink and some piss, you know, sure. on, on a night time. So yeah. No, I agree. Uh, JR underscore Buff. I have to congratulate the both of you on your discussion, re Alex McKinnon. It was an educated, intelligent piece of dialogue. Jesus fucking Christ. I fucking don't remember it being that way. I mean, it certainly wasn't like, you know, humorous or gronkish or anything no, like that. I mean, it was, was, was paid with what, you know, with all, all, all the appropriate level of respect and everything and care. But yeah, intelligent. That's the first Informed. time I ever said that. Educated. Come on there, son. Educated by what? Uh. Well, thank you for your kind words. Player injuries for dummies. It was a, that's, that's the level of education yeah, probably that's had. probably it. Sammy Boy in 1986. I must really not like South if I'm disappointed when you stop talking about gluten-free food stands to preview them versus Canberra. Copped a bit of flack <laughs> for speaking about the gluten-free food stand. Did you? I saw. I mean, I saw. I saw yeah, a couple. I mean, it, was, it wasn't that. It wasn't that much. I mean, like you might have caught one straight bad tweet. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking one too many. Really? I don't remember what it said either. It I must have been to you, not, not, not to ask. So Jesus I, Christ. I don't recall it. You bring up one little thing. Okay, and we're back on this uh, podcasting as well, uh, the, the podcast Android thing again. <laughs> this is going to be a recurring theme. Um, we should have it. Don't like, call me a fucking nerd. You guys are just Apple sheep. We're going to... off and buy an iPhone, cunt. There's going to be a category in the Twillies end of the year, like, you know, like a droid patriot of the year. <laughs> Biggest Android whore. Biggest droid of the year. Uh, Adam1975, podcast addict oh, for Android. He's a, oh, yeah, he's, he's given helpful advice for our Android, you know, slash, you know, disabled... Retards. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast Addict for Android is a good app for podcasts, you snobby cunts. <laughs> so we're snobs now. So yeah. one, so some, some Android people well, go... You just defended him. I was well, no. ready to go full tilt. And you were like, no, 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 hold back, hold back. And now you're like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was just like, no. Fuck that guy. I was just no, let me get it out. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's never been the same since you shaved his beard off. But this, the, the thing is, the thing is, 
we get some Android people going, oh, you know, you're slamming us saying that Android's budget, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's so not. And then he's like, you know, calling a snob. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what? So, so it is. Uh, Fubar. Pretty sure Android was invented in AIDS. Just saying. Fubar. No, nothing good came out of AIDS. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? Fubar underscore 84 was at uh, 4.30 a.m. listening to the show while driving to work and your cat meowing made me quickly check the backseat of my car. Hash cat watch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what do you got, Jamie Seal tied up in there? <laughs> well, I mean, under what circumstances ordinarily would a cat find its way into your face? <laughs> I mean, you have a problem with stray cars, you know, quickly jumping. How are they getting in your car? Do you, do you, leave, do you leave your windows down? You, do you know, heads? Cat, even cats break into cars and heads. <laughs> um, Annie O'Brien, of course, our, our regular segment. Oh, fuck. Inside Annie O'Brien. She's so beautiful, Annie. <laughs> I think I'm in love. You've only known each other five years. How'd you meet? Hash cunts anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Last Surprise week we didn't see you there, Annie. Oh. <laughs> Surprise you weren't the fucking head counsellor of that one. <laughs> Surprise you weren't fucking hosting it and bringing muffins, etc. <laughs> your picture was, you know, I was surprised your picture wasn't up on the wall as like the revered fucking founder of. <laughs> <laughs> like that fucking Scientology dude. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everyone O'Brien. Uh, but um, obviously uh, Annie's I mean she's she's not super new to the show but she's newish probably you know sort of I guess early to mid last season I think but so she, she proved herself to be a bitch from the very first tweet yeah and um, but the thing is we've, we've probably told us, been downhill ever we, we've told the story probably at least once a season so <laughs> you can go and listen to an old episode or something fuck <laughs> M51 Avoider Dave said uh, Christ Nate couldn't you jam something down G's mouth when he starts singing <laughs> Generally, that happens after the show, Dave. I don't. I don't wear the loose fitting pants for no reason. <laughs> um, Mickey T, nineteen eighty five. Uh, listening to these cunts on my IPP podcast player on Android, working flawlessly like my other podcasts. This is after uh, after Drew Nathan uh, said said that you know our podcast broke his his, his shit tastic Android podcast. That whatever Penrith nerd. Unky D back again. Who will win the first annual Glenn Blakely Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Delusion? I vote for all St. George Illawarra fans. Surely I've got to be out there. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is the thing. I mean, you once again, your picture's framed on the wall. Like, you, you're not eligible. I mean, if there was like a Hall of Fame for that shit, I mean, you, you were inducted so long ago, you're just not eligible to win the title any longer. Right, cool. Um, Jake underscore Harper. I love the chapters in this week's pod. Can I suggest chapters for the individual game previews in the future? Oh, fuck me, you, you can suggest whatever you like, Jake. However, the chapters aren't a new thing. They've been going almost, not since day... They were definitely there since day one, and then they went away for a little while when there were some technological limitations in there, and then overcame those, and they, they've been back for probably at least two years. So, Jake, how about I make a suggestion? You just listen to the whole fucking show and enjoy it. And be happy about it. The game previews too. I mean, like each game only gets a couple of minutes. It's not like you fucking, you know, you got it. You, you, you know, siphoning through. What else is know, Jake doing that he, oh, he needs no. to spend his time on Jake, rather than listening to us? Jake, get your priorities in order, son. Yeah. Jake is Jake is a is, is a very important man. He is. He's a, his apartment's full of you know many many books and it smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> Tiger underscore Benji. Oh, fuck. Incidentally, fucking Tiger, Tiger Benji. Fight Club. Fucking. Yeah. What about one man Twitter war? Oh, jumping in Just on Twitter. Just taking on everyone. Manly so Game Review. get more sex, that boy. Oh, tell you, Manly Game, best review, Manly Game Review, best ever this week. Nate, not half the gronk I expected. Glenn just discussed Brisbane Raw and Luke Bratton. 
Brilliant. That's the way I like it. And then actually, we had another tweet. I fucking seem to have lost it, but I think it was from uh, from our old mate Boyle in uh, in England, and uh, and he said basically you talking about you talking about soccer. He was, you know, he was basically fucking shut up and talk about something you know anything about. You know that that was the yeah, thrust. That of it. guy, like it doesn't matter what I say, <laughs> that fucking Gronk, who's possibly right up there with he he could win the uh, Michael Gregson Award of punching above his weight. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and not only is he punching above his weight, he actually has a child. So this poor woman. So he's trapped her. He's, this poor woman's <laughs> obviously been drugged at some point. So yeah, well, yeah, and and, and well and truly and trapped. And I, I have a sound knowledge of of sport the world over, Nathan. Curling. Yeah. Irish dancing, caber tossing, and you, you ask me about it, I know about <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I can talk about it. And uh, just through the week, just wanted to thank uh, thank all the people who shared and commented and uh, provide the reach. But um, 5,152 people saw the post that I threw up there on Saturday night. You say people, I say cunts. With uh, The Rock, you know, with the, the meme there from the... But yeah, no, it's hilarious. Which mountain well, let's move on, shall we? Sensational. So get on our Facebook page and check it out. But the reason why I got Facebook over is because obviously it's time to do the Facebook feedback. We got one just tonight. Like we were just sitting down having dinner before um before recording the show. Got this one from uh Gary Cox, Earthboy seventy five on Twitter. Middle name loves that. Yeah, Gary loves that. And um he's he's obviously a you know fairly regular tweeter and things like that over the last couple of seasons. Hello, ball bags. It's been a rough day. Got kicked out of my anger management course of being too disruptive to others and telling a joke during the coffee break that offended my politically cocksucking correct male counsellor. Probably a closet Gold Coast Suns fan. Anyway, you cunts have stopped reading any tweets that contain that Earthboy75 attached to them. In brackets, nominated for Gronk of the Year 2013. Okay, I just searched NRL on iTunes. I noticed your show has been cunt punted. Well, you are not worthy to be along such great shows like... <laughs> Should I use the real names of the shows? No. Like, uh, so, so, Glenn by the Hungy. He's got alternative names for the shows. The Full Fist, hosted by John Hopperwadi. Coming last, official Sharks podcast. And who's not listening to Sunday Triple M NRL with Matty Johns, aka Matty Johns Talks Threesomes? I'm so disappointed that Twill is not represented in these options as my favourite league. Ah, fuck. I just typed in rugby league and not NRL, and there you are. Fuck, sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> it's like the most Tourette's fucking now, thing we've ever got. The reason we haven't read out any of your tweets is because they've been completely disinteresting. Um, One Facebook is worth like fucking 20 tweets, though. True. Honestly, exactly one right. read out of a Facebook but thing. If your tweets were more like your fucking random Tourette's laced <laughs> bullshit that you just sent us, yeah, you'd get them read out, mate. I mean, that was That's like such solution. That was just like such stream of consciousness from like someone who's just fucking unhinged. It was great. I loved it. You um, need to communicate more with us after you smoke crack, just like you clearly have here. Okay, Dave Butler sent us a message on Facebook and said uh, that uh, Glenn will be at Sea Bus every week now in hopes of catching a brown snake of his own. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Papalo if Glenn isn't happy saying amen or munch crunch thank you Jesus for my lunch he may prefer ooh ah brown skin thank you God for Polynesian (laughs) you guys have got me all wrong yeah no Uh, (laughs) thank you so much everyone jumped on the membership Um, still still going off which is fantastic uh, it's def- it just keeps exceeding our expectations um, they're still coming in and that's fine because the orders in 
for the shirts. The uh, lanyards are on their way. The stickers are done. The uh, coolers stubby coolers are, on, are on their way. So it's all happening. Um, T-shirts are going to be the, probably the longest component out of all of it um, just because of the workload of the, the place getting them done but uh, you know they're still going and um, and we've got you covered for exercise and things like that we've had some people that have actually inquired this week uh, you know oh am I too late to get like a, an extra small or whatever and it's at that stage where I can still like make slight adjustments because you know until it actually happens it, you know it's uh, the, and the shirts are actually pretty sure that was manufactured. Earth Boy and he was asking about condoms yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah we're getting extra sizes and uh so thanks very much for keep uh for for everyone who uh, is keeping getting them and we'll, we'll talk about that thing that we spoke about today on the email that yeah. donation thing yeah yeah okay so we're talking on the email today and um decided that uh in light of uh what's happened with uh alex mckinnon uh obviously the, the full you know we'll get into the news later but the, the full extent of what's actually happened to him um is not exactly known yet uh the family and the and the, the doctors and everything and, and the knights are keeping it fairly close and they'll obviously make an official statement once you know something comes to light channel nine kind of jumped the gun a bit but we'll get to that um but when they do decide they haven't done anything yet but when they do decide to set up uh, you know, a foundation or, you know, some sort of appeal or something to help him out. Uh, we're going to go, and retrospectively for all the ones we've already sold as well, 5% is going to go straight, 5% of the memberships. Memberships, are the actual price of the memberships, not like the profit, the price, is going to go uh, to said foundation when it actually, you know, exists. And no doubt something will, you know, the Knights will get something together, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, as part of the Rugby League community and and the rugby league family as it were in the in the greater community i think it's you know everyone's responsibility to uh to do their part in in even the smallest way and show their support and um you know at the end of the day you know we're engaging our fans which are all part of that same group and it's our way of giving back a little bit um for what it's worth and and, and showing our support exactly And the first story is uh, the Alex McKinnon situation. Now, we had a situation on Monday where, um, you know, I think Peter Fitzsimons, he wasn't the originator of the news, but he was the first one I saw getting retweeted around saying Channel 9 have just said that uh, that McKinnon and family have been informed that he's a quadriplegic. And uh, so that was, and there was obviously, you know, a massive outpouring of, you know, uh, you know grief and, you know, well wishes sure. and you know, all that sort of thing on, on Twitter uh, that I saw. But uh, a statement came out today. And uh, this came straight from the Knights themselves. And uh, they've said, There were no new developments on Monday in regards to Alex McKinnon's condition. The club has continued to provide factual updates in consultation with Alex's family at this delicate time. Alex was brought out of an induced coma following his initial surgery last Tuesday and has been conscious since. Doctors confirmed Alex had suffered a devastating spinal injury on Wednesday. On Sunday, he was able to communicate with his family after his assisted ventilation was removed. While Alex's condition continues to improve, his body is in the first phase of recovery. As previously shared, he has movement in his right arm and the uncertainty remains in the extent of further 
further recovery. The doctors explained any regeneration and recovery could be up to two years. As Alex remains in hospital in a serious but stable condition, visitation is restricted. Therefore, Coach Wayne Bennett visited on Monday without Alex's teammates as initially planned. The club is extremely disappointed in the sensationalised television news story on Monday night about this tragic situation. One of the most important factors for Alex at this time is hope, which was jeopardised by this report. The club and the McKinnons appreciate the respectful way other media have handled and reported on Alex's condition. Club staff will continue to stay with Alex and his family in Melbourne and continue to provide any appropriate update in consultation with his family. We again request Alex and his family's privacy is respected at this time. To members, fans and all who are sending their best wishes, thank you. All offers of financial and in-kind support are appreciated. However, our focus remains on Alex. When the time is appropriate, the club will notify how your contribution can be accepted. Then they went on with a further um, uh, a further uh, statement from his family which uh, is represented by uh, Kate and Scott McKinnon, who are his parents, and Tegan Power, who's his partner. We would once again like to thank the public and media for the ongoing show of concern and support for our son and partner, Alex. While there's a lot of detail being reported about Alex's condition, it's important to remember that it is still early days for him post-injury. Those close to Alex know he's strong and that he's a fighter, and that alone is reason to remain hopeful. Messages of support for Alex and his family can be emailed to knights at newcastleknights.com.au. All messages we receive will be given to Alex and his family at the appropriate time. So, I just, I mean, it's a tragic situation, and I've got two trains of thought. The biggest, the biggest thing I I have trouble with is that the story that everyone has so much that so many problems with originated from Channel Nine, mm-hmm. and Channel Nine is by their own admission, and I, I know people can laugh at and scoff at it as much as they like. The home of rugby league. Yeah, they paid a billion dollars for the fucking game. Yeah according to David Gingell, mm-hmm. and, or the Ginge, as I like to call him, um, why the fuck are they so intent on, on and re- tearing down the very fucking thing they're supposed to be building and getting, making their money from? Why? why? Yeah. And it's the same for print media to a, to a smaller scale. And you know, the other thing is, I mean, like Alex McKinnon hasn't had a massive career yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fairly new to it. But surely there's fucking footage of him scoring tries or fucking, you know, stepping some cunt or exactly. you know, making, making a tackle bust or something like that they can use instead of just showing the tackle over and over, over and over again. I can't watch it. Yeah. It And hearing, like, before I actually found out, you know, obviously via these statements that it was, you know, misinformed at best, I was in the car on the way home. I, I fucking teared up when I heard that, when they reported the, the news. And I was just... Like, how can someone in, in good conscience report that if it's not factual? Mm-hmm. And what do they hope to gain from that? Oh, we yeah. fuck, we've got a few more, you know, a few more viewers or we've got a few more fucking downloads or yeah. or hits to... What, what What the fuck? This is someone's fucking life that's changed. Yeah. You know, where does it become, you know, less about what you can fucking profit out of this kid's misfortune and more about what you can do for him. Mm. You know, and what positive messages you can send instead of fucking tearing the poor kid down. Like, fuck, I was disgusted. And, you know, I just... And and from the very media source that is is supposed to have the game's best interests at heart at all levels. Like, it's it's, it's a fucking disgrace. And at every level, they constantly fuck it up. 
and they can make as many excuses as they want for coverage and high def and standard def and, and oh that fucking that's another thing that's, that's like such a minor thing compared to this but fucking hell that just to be reminded it, it all me goes of, hand in hand about how they're monumentally cocking cocking up their coverage of the fucking game have you seen Phil Gould fucking like defending like sure. oh, oh you know it doesn't matter why is that the HD to. Of course he's going to, but just getting back to the McKinnon situation, like anything, you know, any positive message or any, like they said, all he's got at the moment is fucking hope. Yep. Why the fuck would you take it upon yourself if it's not known fact and fucking comes from a doctor's mouth? Yeah. Would telling him that he's telling that. him he's going to be quite pleased. And if it had come from a doctor's mouth, shouldn't it come from the knights? Or shouldn't it come from his family? Well, the family have basically said that, you know, any communication, uh, official communication, is going to come from the knights. And just so, you like, know, if it's not there, then, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I just think, morally, it, it's fucking appalling. And it's it's disgusting. And it 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 makes you... It makes you just think, unfuck the world. Because at some point, someone's thinking, you know what? This is going to get us a few more viewers. Mm-hmm. This is going to get us a few more, you know, on tomorrow night's news or tonight's news or, on t- you know, tomorrow on the website or whatever fuck we can generate on the footy show or, you know, this is going to mean ratings and this is going to mean more sponsorship dollars and that's what this poor kid situation is fucking degenerated to. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a fucking break. What the fuck is wrong with people? Yep. Reckon you said it perfect, man. You fucking said it perfect. Next story, Tinkler. We talked about last week how he was coming up to his looming deadline where he had to provide a bank uh, guarantee to the tune of $10.52 million and uh, that if it hadn't happened by 5pm on, uh, I think, Monday, that would just, just gone past, uh, then then the Knights members would have the opportunity to buy the club back for the fee of $1.00. Tinkler's missed the deadline, <laughs> but he has technically defaulted on the terms and conditions of the privatisation agreement that HSC signed, HSG signed in August 2011. Um, the, pro- the way is clear, the Knights could buy it back for a dollar, but they did not exercise that option and have instead entered into talks with HSG brokered by the National Rugby League. They will continue to be administered by HSG while the talks continue, and uh, apparently it's business as usual at the Knights while f- further talks are held on the o- uh, future ownership and operating model. It makes me think... That like the members are like, well, yeah, we could get the club back for a dollar, but not if where we get it for fifty cents. But where, well, where are we going to come up with fucking ten million dollars a year either? You know, well, like if this if if I'm if I'm making come up with ten point three, and you know, you can't come up with ten point five two, that's still better than <laughs> that's still ten point three better than zero. <laughs> and I guess if it comes up, if it comes to light that Tinkler's playing games as well. Um, and I don't know specifically what his situation is, and, and no doubt those cards would be fairly close to his chest. But, you know, with everything the Knights are going on at the moment, they yep. really need that hanging over their fucking heads. Players yep. not being paid and all this bullshit. Yep. You know, like, yep. fuck, if you've got the money, just pony up the cash and let's fucking move on. If you haven't got the money, own up to it and let's get a fucking model that's going to work. Um, clearly the Knights as an organisation have bigger things to focus on and more important things to focus on than this bullshit. Exactly. And speaking of bullshit, Andrew Fafita, sensationally sacked. Well, there's, there's two sides of the story, and not quite sure which is which at the moment, which is actually the full truth of it. But as it first broke, Andrew Fafita sacked by the Bulldogs yesterday before he played a game, before he came close to playing the game, after signing a four-year deal with the club that was said to be worth about 850 grand a season. The club released a shock statement at 3.24pm yesterday, claiming it had not been able to agree on the final terms of his NRL playing contract. Um... 
Those close to the club claim Hasler and Canterbury's management were filthy at comments he made last weekend when he said his heart was still in Cronulla and that he wished he'd joined Rugby Union, which pursued the Kangaroos forward before the Bulldogs deal. Now he's a free agent. Cronulla may make a revised offer, although it's unlikely that Ewan McKenzie, the Wallabies coach, will chase him again. French Rugby Union is also believed to be interested. Um... His outspoken ways are expected to cause ripples at Conservative Canterbury. But, uh, yeah, no comment from Hasler. But the Bulldogs did have, release a statement that said that the final terms of the NRL playing contract could not be agreed. Raylene Castle, the CEO, said, after signing a memorandum of understanding with Andrew, we've not been able to agree on the final terms of his NRL playing contract and have ceased negotiations with his management. We wish Andrew all the best for the future. Andrew's now free to go and look at Rugby Union if that's what he wants to do. And so, obviously, they're saying it's not, a th- not really a factor, but the wording of that statement is like... Very like, you know, go fuck yourself. Uh, his uh, management group added that uh, Andrew is disappointed that we could not finalise terms with the Bulldogs, but we still have several options to explore. Um, his management team say they called off negotiations due to third-party dramas with Canterbury. It's claim, it claims that Fafita will play elsewhere in the NRL and not Rugby Union. It seems highly unlikely he'll attract offers of, of eight hundred fifty grand a season with another NRL club, although Cronulla's original offer of six hundred eighty grand a season is said to be still available. So... Uh, yeah. Just, again. Shut up, just man. Just unfuck the world, you know. Why are the stupidest people blessed with athletic ability? <laughs> to earn ridiculous amounts of money yeah. every you year. You know, what fucking good is going to come from someone like Andrew Fafita earning 850 grand a year? Well, no well, good well, no good at all because it, sure. they make Canterbury win games and that's a fucking disastrous outcome well, for everyone. That's exactly right, but... You know, what fucking good does that do the world? That guy's a fucking selfish, arrogant, self-absorbed fucking tool mm-hmm. that doesn't deserve $8.50 from the fucking game that we all love, um, let alone eight hundred and fifty grand. Um, I don't give a fuck how much he can bench press. I don't care how many tackles he can make or how many runs he can make. doesn't represent the game um, well at all. Um, doesn't deserve to earn a living and feed his fucking family and the next couple of generations of his family... Um, based on his attitude and he's shown his attitude to be that that way at the Tigers um, and clearly it hasn't fucking changed. So. What was his attitude problems at the Tigers? Sorry? Well, that was the, you know, the, that was the fucking, the gripe on him, you know, all the talent in the world but his attitude sucked and he, yeah. he wasn't the greatest trainer. Yeah. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what he does. Um, I'm appalled by the whole situation and, um, the way he's handled himself, he's shown himself to be extremely immature. Um, you know, for someone that's achieved everything in the game by his own admission, except yeah. for you know, premiership, premiership and state of origin. Play state of origin. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just don't origin, get yeah. it. You know, why are the fucking stupidest people blessed with the ability to earn such, you know, sinful amounts of money from millions of dollars over very few years? Yeah. yeah. It's yep. um, you know, there's. There's people in the world that can actually fucking make a difference and that aren't complete self-absorbed cocksuckers that could be earning that kind of money and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And use that money to make a difference. Sure. Rather than just uh, talking utter shit. And speaking of talking utter shit and cocksuckers that don't deserve anything in life, our old mate Anthony Watts 
maybe facing a contempt of court charge after storming out when he was refused bail. He reportedly told Magistrate John Costanzo, Constazo to get fucked as he walked out. Police today objected to his bail, alleging the 27-year-old had threatened to kill a Broadbeach restaurant worker while flashing his 1% Mongols wrist tattoo during a drunken night out in February. During the bail hearing today, he claimed he'd broken ties with the Mongols bikey gang and now dreams of returning to professional sport arena as an elite boxer. Prosecutor Danielle Hunt said what should stay in jail as he had breached past court orders ranging from community service to parole. Magistrate John Constazo agreed, noting Watts had been sentenced six times in the last 12 months and had breached court orders six times. The courts have given him plenty of opportunities, he said. Watts appeared in the Southport Magistrates Court via a video link with his Mongols tattoo showing and stormed out of the video link cell when he was denied bail. Magistrate Costanzo said he would now consider a contempt of court charge against Watts unless he gave a verbal apology to the court at a later date. It just doesn't get any better. Well, it, it really doesn't. What a fucking scourge on society that kid is. Like, Mate, fuck who would have seen him turning out so, so fucking spectacular? You know who? Robbie Farrow, that's who. Yeah, well, this is that the thing. That motherfucker's a visionary. He, wants he to be, knew what the fuck was up. He wants to be a professional boxer. And, I mean, he can't... <laughs> he, could, he, he couldn't even fucking get a decisive victory over fucking old pillow hands, Farrow. <laughs> fucking pillow hand. Was... Hands of fucking stone. <laughs> just to be able to knock the freckles off that cunt. Mate, his fucking schnitzels were tougher than his fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's possibly why he went out of business. <laughs> Recaps, okay, and we kicked off with the match of the round, match of the year, I mean, and quite frankly, one of the defining matches of the NRL season, we'll look back and we'll say, look, you know, the signs were there, the signposts were there, and this uh, is where and you this need chapters, why, and this is why, uh, fucking skip, and this is why, uh, <laughs> this is, and, this, and when we look back and Manly's lifting the trophy, we look back to the games like this and go, yeah, we fucking should have saw that coming, Nate was right, should have believed him. Manly, mighty Manly Sea Eagles 8 defeated Sydney Roosters nil. Although I was actually listening, I think I was, I was doing a dump run on um, Sunday afternoon when the Warriors game was on with the Tigers. And um, and I was listening to the I was listening to uh, interesting segue. I, I was listening to the um to one of the stations up here like Four BC or something. They just tap straight into Two GB. So I was like, yeah, Hadley or whatever, and he's Gronk Patrol down there, blocker and that. But they cut to the news break <laughs> like in between, and the news the the female news anchor uh, for Two GB at the time, or I don't know if they went back and used the Four BC one. I'm not sure how it worked. But she said, going through the weekend results, and she mentioned the the sorry the the Broncos game on Friday night. And then she's gone, and the man, and the Manly Ringer Sea Eagles have 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 thrashed the Sydney Roosters eight <laughs> 0 And I was like, "Yeah, fucking, that's right. You get it, bitch. That's it. You got it." There was thrashing. Um, the points, illustrious list of try scorers: Chase Blair. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Jamie Lyon, two penalty goals from two attempts. He missed the conversion. Do you know mate. your favorite, my my favorite Nathan Gillis moment. What was that? Was like. Last season, or could have even been the season before. When I was saying, the, like, I thought his name was like the Tigers recruitment strategy, not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a bad one. It's Sometimes said the only funny thing you've ever said in five years is this fucking show. <laughs> you were just laughing your ass off when I was talking about Anthony Watts just before. Talking about schnitzels. Prove <laughs> you got short memory, <laughs> you fucking goldfish. Um, now, do you want? would you like to talk about the game? 
Oh, I figured you'd have plenty to say. Look, it was a masterful display of skillful genius. I mean, like, let's let's not get away from that simple fact. I thought it was a tough physical game, as expected. Um, I've got to say, the, the Roosters, they got away with it against the Broncos because the Broncos fell away, but they really struggled to go with the Broncos when the Broncos were sticking it to them. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem is the Broncos came at them in waves, and yeah. when the Broncos dipped, they lifted, and, and they were far too good for them. But... Um, when teams, you know, are primed and ready to play against the Premiers and raise their level of play, the Roosters really struggle to go with teams. Um, yep. And, you know, try as they might, they couldn't, um, they couldn't impose their will against Manly. Manly are too good a side and too strong, too physical, and, and the Roosters just couldn't out-muscle them. Um, yep. Couldn't get their way on the through the forwards on the fringes. Mitchell Pearce couldn't get anything going, and they just didn't didn't have an answer. It was you know it, they yep. it became a real arm wrestle, and and you know once you drop your game to Manly's level, um, that's that's the result you end up with eight nil boring fucking piece just, of shit. Just, it was it was actually it was actually end to end stuff. I mean, it was just fantastic defence from both sides, but um, they, and like the Roosters, they had their chances. I mean, like they, you know, they had the occasional inroads from from letters and Dylan Napper. Try savers in this game. Though. Yeah, oh, um, unbelievable. <laughs> Hiku, <laughs> Hiku had a fucking whale game. Remember when it was only? It wasn't even a year ago when it was like you know Manly. I look forward to him signing with Canterbury. It's like when Manly when Manly don't have Brad Stewart, then uh, you know they they, they win like twenty five percent of the games. Fast forward to season twenty fourteen. Yeah. 100% losing record with Brett Stewart, 100% winning record with Pedicu in the in the fullback role. Uh, he's turned into, you know, he's he's definitely the future of that position, uh, you know, not just for Manly, but for, for rugby league in general. The, 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 the innovations he brings to the fucking the position, I mean, sensational, the stuff he's doing. Um, you know, just the Hiku Haiku line is just, you know, fantastic. But um, a lot when, was said... When is Brett Stewart going to play rugby league again? Well, I Ever? said I said after round... When we were doing our previous round two... And we were talking about so we were talking about the round one game and said it went off and you know the diagnosis was like you know one you know one one week maybe two and I was like Ten. yeah one one week one week Brett Stewart one week hamstring injury is equal to four or five weeks and as it turns out um, he hasn't been named for this week however I saw a journalist report from their training and said he was running around fine you know fucking around you know doing drop goals and stuff like you know he looked fine so you know expect that you'll play but you know we'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, as for performance, I mean, I, I can't fault it. Never really felt in danger in the game. Um, a lot was said about, uh, you know, by East, East supporters, basically, exclusively, I should say, the penalty count. And this is the thing that East, East fans, they can't, have it, they can't have it both ways. I mean, it's clearly a Robinson strategy to concede a penalty 20 metres out rather than, you know, have them on the back foot and roll over and, you know, get the overlap or whatever, score the try. Stop them dead. Back your defence, you know, back your, you know, concede two points gladly, or if they choose not to go for a goal, back your defence to hold to hold them out because you've got fantastic defence. And he's still a fantastic defence. Let's face it, they only conceded eight points. But um, if you do that, and it works, it's great. You became the Premier's. But if you do that and you lose the game, don't fucking complain about the penalty count just, going against you, man. I, I, I don't disagree with your point. I just, I love the delicious irony in Manly losing a game and bitching about the refs, Manly winning a game and telling the opposition they can't bitch about the refs. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> What's the thing, Nathan? Please. Roosters fans will, not, con- Ro- the thing. Roosters fans will not contest the, the, the 11 penalties that they conceded. 
And uh, I've seen Risk on Twitter. I go, yeah, no, it's okay. We deserved it. What they're contesting is Manly conceding two penalties. And for that, it's actually a lot of good fortune on Manly's, on Manly's part. Point one of good fortune, Jason King suspended. Wasn't on the field at any stage. Point number two, Bura fucked up a couple of times and got hooked. So he was off the field. Point number three, Glenn Stewart knocked out early in the game not to return. That's our three biggest penalty magnets right there off the field for the vast majority of the game. So it was actually good fortune in having those penalty magnets off the field. And Manly did seem to be like actually letting players off. Like they, like I always like hold my breath when it's like, um, you know, when a team's you know rucking the ball out and they're like 20, 30 meters out from their own yeah. try line. And, and I'm just, I'm just waiting for. And when Manly start putting on the big hits and like pinning them down, I'm just waiting for that fourth, fifth tackle where they get fucking pinged. And it didn't happen in this game because they actually. A, because those players are usually like Lynch Stewart's usually the one, and maybe Bureau, they're usually the ones to get done. But um, them not being there, but also, I mean, the other players did seem, it seemed to be a conscious thing. Like they actually were like moving really fucking quickly. I don't know if it's like a, an answer to like a response to the way the game's changed this year. And, you know, Donnie saw it coming and, you know, he had them primed, you know, to sort of adapt the way they play as a result of that. Because certainly we've seen teams that haven't, like South have not been able to adapt nah. and they've struggled mightily, you know, on the back of that. And then you've seen some teams that haven't got very, you know, very talented players like Broncos and, and Dragons actually, <laughs> actually kick it out of the level. <laughs> you just you were setting it up and you just left you didn't spike it no I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything about the Tigers right. the Tigers haven't been winning like the, like the Broncos and the Dragons I'm talking about teams that have successfully adapted to the new, <laughs> the new regime and um, it just seems that yeah, Manly old roster and all have uh, managed to remain adaptable uh, to, the, to the new style of play and uh, that's why they're fucking in the finals every year and will be again this year very unlike me but I want to give Steve Maddow a bit of a rap he's having a career year at the moment four rounds in albeit but uh is uh, fucking hell! I've never seen him play this good. This year, this year he's opened the eyes of non-manly fans to what to, to, I mean. He's been doing this. For, he's been doing this for his whole career. He hasn't not but, to this level. Oh, he, he really, he really has. But this year, I mean, he's uh, even, even, even better. And uh, like, there's just a couple. Of, like, he just had a couple of great moments. I mean, he's always like he, he fucking single-handedly won the won the um, Eels game for us the week before uh, was mighty in the Storm game in the in the, the, the opening round and this one oh, he was mighty as well and in defence as well I mean there's times when East you know like coming out of their own off a kick coming out of their own end they make the half break <laughs> bam axed one on one axed um He's going fantastic. I think with the shoulder charge being rubbed out of the game, it's actually minimising his own chances of being injured even more. <laughs> so he's so he's fresher through the games and can put on the big hits. But uh, yeah, I love the guy. Um, you know, I've always said he's one of the best two centres in the world, you know, either ahead or behind of uh, Jamie Lyon. Order it the way you like. This year, Matt High in front, of course. But you know, Jamie Lyon's played five eight a couple of games. But yeah, it's just a pleasure to follow a team that have the two best centres in the world. All right, can we stop now? Yes. Twitter, a baby a BNC. He uh, tweeted this actually like uh, before the game kicked off. He said, uh, "A mate who's coming to the football for the first time. Are the maroon and white team the locals? There's way more of them than blue." <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking East members, come on, all four of you, get there. Ben Dunn, forty-three. All you people bagging Pierce, far out. It takes heaps of practice to kick it to the fullback every time. And Hicker was put under, you know, sometimes he wasn't under pressure. Sometimes they'd kick it down and he'd just have to scoop it up and, you know, make his way back up the field. But, you know, they had enough times when there was enough pressure on there and he took some, you know, greasy conditions and he took some good uh, he took, took some good catches under under pressure. So There's a lot of people talking shit about Mitchell Pierce, Mitchell Pierce and Adam Reynolds opening the door for Luke Brooks. 
Yeah, well, you know, if, if if Brooks learns to play before the Origin, I'll be delighted to have him in there. I mean, he's certainly a better option than Reynolds and Pierce are. The Ben Zed. As a South fan, I would be irate at that disgrace to officiating. Absolute laugh. Manly can't win without key penalties. Hash fags. The Ben Zed on Twitter. Go at it, people. <laughs> um, a South fan sticking up for East. I mean, he's like, he needs to fucking throw in his yeah. membership as it is, Jesus you know. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, that is absolute sacrilege. Revoke your South Sydney card. And I can tell you right now, there's not an East fan alive that would fucking reciprocate that Definitely if it was going the other way. The real Jedi. No Shane Hayne, no Roosters. Fact. And it's true, they did miss him. And this is the other thing. <laughs> And Robinson, he's going, oh, I don't see how a team could be so fucking clean to, to you know, to win in a penalty count 11-2. Except in the fucking grand final, motherfucker, where the penalty count was about the same. About the same. I think it was, I think it was the same. Nine. Same diff. Now, former underscore legend. Who's actually, he's been, he's, he's, he's been powering up the rank, rankings for me for the... You know, it's hard to say he's like Gronk of the Year, but like you know, because he's, he's, no, he, he, like like he seems like some, you know, some Tigers fan as well, isn't he? Oh, you know, apparently, a former Tigers legend. I think he's been in life. <laughs> <laughs> Roosters fans whinging about penalty count is like me whinging that I drunk my own beer, all my own beer. Hash deliberate tactic. Exactly, exactly, legend. Shanta eighty six. Let us knock Lewis. Let's start that again. Letters knock Stewart so loopy. I'm worried he'll sign with Canberra. Do they do concussion tests before contract signings? <laughs> Just on that, shoulder charge or not, and, and, and Robinson was... Um, Bleating. Know, yeah, he, he was quite adamant in his defence of the tackle, but the tackle was late and high. And knocked the guy out. Yeah. Like, so obviously, there was contact with the, you know, with the head. And he's only going to get one to two weeks anyway. And given yeah. his track record, yeah. that's I think that's a, a wonderful result for East. Wonderful result. Absolutely. Okay, uh, CK Jonesy. Sydney Roosters, most penalised 2014 and 2013. Quit your whinging and look at your own team discipline before blaming the refs. Cash, real talk. Ryan Fernance. Let me say this. Manly played great in capitals. East defended great in capitals. Our conceded penalties were fine. Manly were worse than two. That's an East supporter there. Fucking cast him out, boys. On a blood buzz. East and Manly stop boys. Reading tweets now. No, I've got two more. East and Manly boys were very smiley after the game. Must have been euphoric after the wonderful ref performance they had witnessed. <laughs> Sam McNally five four eight two. Wrong format, Sam. But I'm going to put. I'm going to keep it in there because I just. I just liked it. Robinson, please. Complaining about refs. You cunts are grubs. Hashiku Haiku. <laughs> It's actually Hiku's a five seven five homie, not four six four. But I appreciate the sentiment, and I agree one hundred percent with what you said. Moving right along to the other Friday night game, the Brisbane Broncos thirty six defeated the St George Illawarra Dragons twenty in uh, what was a bit of a bit of a crazy scoreline, really. And uh, the uh, the Broncos thirty six points I came from a, tries. a double to Gillett. A double in about three minutes. <laughs> Sam Thiday got a try. Todd Lowry, Dale Copley and Ben Hunt, uh, Corey Parker. Yeah, even the Broncos ground announcer says Lowry. Oh, they do it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, fucking shock me. It's just like TV people saying Uate Parte and, and every other cunt well, getting on the hot really sauce. We invite the Lowry thing. <sighs> I'm pretty sure we were the first ones to say that too. Come on, son. Yeah, come on, son. Corey Parker, God returns, six from six. Finally, he's, he's worth captaining in Supercoach again. <laughs> 
and Dragons, sorry, they uh, doubled to Nightingale. Brett Morris got a try. Jared Beal got a try. And uh, we got two from four conversions. I was a little bit disappointed in St. George. Um, given their start to 2014 and the noise that some of their fans were making, I really expected more from them at home. But um, it was a bit of a, there was a bit of a tit for tat. Um, and what's that, and what, there for a while, and what kind of home game is it when there's only 10,000 people yeah. there? Um, in the end, the Broncos got it done. I think uh, Gillett was, he looked, he has looked a, bit, a little bit flat in parts so far this season, but certainly exploded into form this game, had a number of good runs, scored a couple of tries, was really active in defence as well. So, I um, definitely his best game of the year so far. And um, just on Benny Barber for the Broncos. Continues to improve every week. Um, still hasn't had one of those games, you know. Yeah. Like he had so many um, for Canterbury there um, in 2012. It it was it was almost like he expected it every week. Um, I think he's really finding his feet with the Broncos. He's yet to really assert himself um, and take control of games like I know he can. But um, I think he's he's really taking finding a way to. to have an influence on the game, but hasn't really found um, his real footing at Brisbane yet. But I think when he does, they'll be a different side again. They're a different side to what I expected them to be this season. But um, I think when he really hits his straps, uh, which he's on the way to doing, I think they'll be a, you know even better side. So I'll move to the Twitter. This this game, I was going to say a comment about this game, but it's actually it appears in one of the tweets as well. So I'll let the, I'll, I'll let the uh, the tweeter have the glory there. But uh, Luke Shark seventy four. Start off said, I work hard, I pay my taxes, so why do I have to be punished by having to listen to Ray Hadley call the footy? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got uh, GT351 underscore John said, uh, Dragons lose a game in what appeared to be a Toyota Cup scoreline. Is this the beginning of the end of the run? Yeah. I, actually, I actually think it is. And uh, and uh, the next, uh, yeah, nah, maybe, he actually says why. Some very soft defence close to the line cost the Dragons. South and Melbourne coming up for the Dragons could get ugly. Especially when South and South and Melbourne have been humbled recently as well. Yeah, and so if they need looking, any extra motivation, you know, if they're still the same sides people think they are, they'll be looking for someone to beat up on. And uh, yeah, Dragons exactly. might be that side. Mitch Doyle zero eight. Who's calling this an upset? Someone remind me who, do, who the Dragons actually beaten thus far. We did it easy too. I did remind him that they For- did it beat a leprosy riddled Tigers side. <laughs> Former underscore legend. Not having Jamie Soward and his regulation seventeen field goals has cost the Dragons tonight. <laughs> Pharaoh underscore facts Jack Reed got to be the biggest spastic in Bronx history and I include Stu Kelly Minto Grant Rickson Plowman Fuck. Hash Corpse in boots Eddie NZ great bounce back win by the Bronx helped by some of the dumbest chip kicks I've ever seen uh, at Devonhead St. George fan I'll remind you all just to start beaten by a much greater team Broncos are the real deal Ben Hunt for Dally M Dragons with a spoon I reckon <laughs> Hash <laughs> Truth Candy somebody lost a bet yeah and uh, and the person he probably lost a bet too Mad Dog underscore no space what a mighty performance the Broncos are on their way to a famous premiership season for the club <sighs> really come on son look at the flowers Mad Dog New Zealand oh. Warriors 42 defeated the West Tigers 18 speak about look at the flowers sheesh the Warriors, 42 points came from not a hat-trick, but four tries to the fish. Glenn Fisiahi, Sean Johnson got a try. And Did Manu, he really get four? Four, I got four down here, yeah. Jesus. So in front of me, Sean Johnson, Manu Vadavai, Jason Bakuya, and Sam Tompkins. Sean Johnson, five of eight conversions. No, they must have 
I'm sure. Harrell one, two, got three, one. four. Actually, yeah, they have. Oh, that's because Harold no, did, got one. Oh, did he get one or did he set one up? Did, or did he just set it up straight away when he came on? Did he get it? Or? No, I'm sure he got one. He set one up straight away when he like when they put him on, but I can't remember if he got it or not. Anyway, doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't um, matter because it did it did, up, it did add up to 42 points, and the West Tigers 18, which unfortunately wasn't even half of that total. <laughs> Braith, Thank you for that lesson in mathematics. Braith and Astor on the board. Fancy that. He's got himself on the board two, two weeks in a row now. Like good players do. James Tedesco, Robbie Farah, and uh, Pat Richards, three from three conversions, and fucking not much else, Paddy. Sort yourself out with the first try score again, weird Jesus. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm torn. You're do broke I, now. Do I stick with him? <laughs> do I stick with him? Oh, I was always going to trade him out on my super coach side. game this week, he'll probably get a double. Um, You'd be lucky to have a chance of kicking goal this week. <laughs> Tough loss, this one. Um, I think the Tigers looked dangerous early, had a number of chances, a couple of disallowed tries, and, and things look fairly sharp for them. But um, they were well in the game, had control of the game even, and um, I think the loss of uh, of Hot Sauce was was the beginning of the end. Really halted our attack. Um, Warriors went into halftime leading with a fucking bullshit try in halftime that had me crying. Um, what a great try, though. Oh, it was magnificent. Well, yeah. But... Um, no bench for the Tigers given our injuries for the final 20 minutes and that ultimately killed any chance we had of winning the game. Um, on top of all that, we struck the Warriors on a Wellington fucking Globetrotters day. Um, just unlucky. They're going to have those days throughout a season and, and whoever strikes them, is, there's not a great deal they're going to be able to do about it. This was one of those days and the Tigers happened to catch them. So, um, all credit to the Warriors. They played some fantastic footy. Um, but... There is absolutely fucking nothing to say they're going to play like that again this season or this week or next month or whatever. There's nothing so, to say that they won't either. No, that's exactly my point. Because, because you, know, once you we just can... never know what you're going to get. And, and, you know, the Tigers, like I said, what, they, they had control of the game there for a large part. And that's the second time this season where the Tigers have had control of the game. Um, yep. And, you know, things haven't gone their way and, and they've fallen away and been beaten by a bit of a score. So... Um, that's another thing they're going to have to learn to overcome as a young side. And um, with a young halfback, he's going to have to learn to, to get the forwards moving forward. And, and, you know, in conjunction with Robbie and, and some of the other more experienced players, they're going to have to, you know, learn to to suck it up in those tough times and make more of a game of it than a 42-18 score. Um, for the Warriors, just uh, on Tompkins, by far his best game in the NRL. Eventually. He's still good for a couple of howlers per yeah. game. Eventually, it was it became it became a good game for him. Like he's he was he was dead set fucking hopeless. Like let's say in the first and, half. Um, I want to say Lee Gardner um, on Twitter. He asked how Tompkins went. I said he he fucking he he asked how he went. And he said oh. I said he had a couple of bad errors, and he said, "Oh, let me guess, did he drop a bomb or, or fuck no. up in goal?" And I was like, "Well, actually, yeah, he <laughs> yeah, those. exactly, yeah." Um, <laughs> you ding ding. Apparently, had a had a bit of a happen to that at Wigan. He said, "You know, whenever a ball went in the air or a bit went into the in goal, you just held your breath." Heart so, and mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I hadn't realised that aspect of his game, but um, he is good for a couple of howlers per game. But he, he finished the game strongly. Uh, had a good try and um, some good hands in the lead up to to another. So. Um, it seems to be warming to the task, albeit a bit slowly. And let's face it, you know, if he's going to give a team a, a try again, then, you know, great to have him on board for the sure. Warriors. Not my side. 
But um, and the only other thing is, I mean, with the, with the Tigers, I mean, yeah, it was like a it was like a, a Harlem Globetrotter day where it all sort of came off for the Warriors. But it came off because you know you got to give them that first line break. Well, you got to not fucking you know you got to not feel that bomb. You mm. know you got to that stuff. It doesn't matter what they do. I mean, it's all stoppable. Yeah, I mean, it's, just look, this whole enough. this this season so far, and and, and probably for a few weeks yet, um, is going is still a learning curve. Um, certainly for Brooks, we've got Tedesco. He's a young fullback as well, and. Um, with all the hype around him, like mm. he hasn't played a lot of first grade. Yeah. Um, he's going to make mistakes as well. And, um, you know, we've also... I think the biggest loss of this week, uh, of this game rather, is is Jesse Sue. Uh, yeah. I think he really, when he come on, he, he brought a lot of starch to the defence when he come on. Um, and, he, you know, he's good for some offloads as well. But uh, when he went down and was carried off with an ankle injury, um, we lost that impetus as well. And, um, yeah, that was all she wrote. I, I wouldn't say I was devastated. It's not a, one of those wrist-slashing slashing losses that I've had so many of in the past. But um, disappointed to lose a game that I think we, we really could have won. But, you know, I, I think there's still some positives and there's, you know, some things that didn't go our way and it wasn't our afternoon and, and all credit to the Warriors. Yeah, you had me convinced. I think I'm pretty sure I tipped the, the Tigers and like I couldn't understand for the life of me what the fucking bookies were thinking. And um, obviously, this is what they were thinking <laughs> when they had the Warriors are like, you know, warm favourites, you know, like about you know, about fifty-eight sort of thing pre-game. Sam McNally, 5482, did Tompkins, did Tompkins $1 million a year come from the Warriors or did the other 15 clubs chip in because they knew he'd gift them a try a game? <laughs> NZ Warrior Forum, that 40th minute try giving the lead to the home side... W ever TF that was you know where you can bash that a cuzzy Glenn Jesus yeah fucking went hard on you but I mean deservedly Shane <laughs> let's face it you ain't taking eyes the fuck out of Kiwis not like me Shane Aaron Elvis oh, just pretend Australians really <laughs> Robbie Farrar showing the cool calm hands that will allow him to pull on a blues jersey and watch it from the pub the Ben Z. If he, like, seriously, does he really think Robbie's not going to play all three games again this season? Yeah, Come probably. On. Yeah, probably have one or two opportunities to win the series and fucking choke it. Like, 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 you know, as as many patrons did on his schnitzels and then Tiger Tiger. Karma. Tigers pay back for dog shots last weekend and get pounded. Hash someone clothesline Brooks. Hash midget softcock. That was the Ben Z. If you're looking for him, that guy's a fucking piece of work. He's going for Gronk of the Year. What do you expect? It's strong entries like that that are going to get him that prize. <laughs> Exodus NZ. I knew last week was a fluke. 2011 semi-final repeat. Hash Warriors top eight. Hash Tiger, Warriors top eight. Hash Tigers bottom four. Whatever, dude. At Tall Hayden. Can someone give 2v10k to blast the refs in today's game? That fucker gets results. <laughs> I, don't think the ref, I, don't, I don't think you can go refs file on that game. No. It's a bit too, bit too wide a margin to, call, to get that down to West Fault. Unky D, that was close. I was driving when news of the Tigers lost to the Warriors came on the radio. Laughed so loud I almost crashed. Shame you didn't. <laughs> How predictable. I mean, I could have almost, you know, <laughs> done your voice and just, you know, did it for you, you know. As I'm reading the tweet, I go, yeah, oh, I know what Glenn's going to say here. Parramatta Eels 32 to feed the Penrith Panthers 16. Out there in front of a crowd of 14,500 at Pertech Stadium. The Parramatta Eels 32 points came from tries to Willie Tonga, Nathan Peets, Manu Mao, Semi Radradradradra, Jared Hayne, Ken Sio, and the returning Chris Sando, pinch hitter goal kicker, four from six. 
which is far better than uh, than uh, old Paulo. Paulo did the week before. I mean, fucking hell, my five year old has got better aim when he goes to the toilet. <laughs> um, I think Pete's was a bit of a difference in Para's game these last um, couple of weeks. He's um, just the direction out of dummy half. I think he's yep. um, he's a much better player than I gave him credit for. Yep. I don't know that I really saw his full potential at South, but he um, he seems to be fitting in, seems to be fitting in quite well so far at Para. Um, on top of that, I think Jared Hayne picked his moments nicely in the game, injected himself, um, scored a try from dummy half, and um, some good hands led to another. And Sandow as well was was full of energy. Just my only question as far as Para goes: if Sandow stays in first grade which you'd probably assume based on that performance he will in the, in at least the short term, are they going to be able to do it regularly? Um, that's going to be the key. If if Parra's going to be competitive, those guys are going to have to assert themselves on games and and send down not with, you know, all or nothing plays. He's going to have to be, you know, controlled and have a controlled kicking game and um, and pick his moments when to run or, you know, or, or try something out of the ordinary. Same with Jared Hayne. Um... Just on Penrith, I think when Parra got on a roll, they really they didn't have an answer. They couldn't go with them, and yep. um, that's an aspect of their game that they're going to have to, you know, try and stop a side's momentum. You know, if the five-year plan is going to come off, and and I think they've showed some signs this season that they they can be a very good side. Um, an aspect of that has to be um, rolling with the punches for a period in the game until the momentum yep. turns, and then taking your opportunities. They had a lot of ball there. Um, in the in the you know first twenty minutes or so the first stages of the game and they couldn't capitalise. Um, unfortunately, when the Eels had their chances and their momentum was with them, they put the points on the board and Penrith couldn't answer. So um, I think Penrith are in a similar position to the Tigers in the fact that um, they're still learning what type of side they are and 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 how how all these players fit together. They've got a new halves combination. Um, Moylan's only young at the back, and um, so and they'll learn from this game. I, I just think that's another one that that Cleary's. That's another obstacle Cleary's going to have to have them overcoming because um, you can't just you can't give sides, especially sides like Parramatta. Yep. You can't give them. You know, imagine what you know the really top sides are going to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is yeah. In, in law, I mean, it's good. It was great at the Eels. I mean, a fantastic bounce back. Obviously, you know, Arthur's done a great job uh, with coaching them in terms of the fact, you know, they, they didn't dwell on the heartbreaking loss from last week. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at last season, they, you know, they were competitive. They lose a game like that, they go on and lose five more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a really good sign of the the faith that they have in Arthur and, and the willingness to play for him. And he seems to, you know, he, you know, he's turned Willie Tonga back into football player somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, went, he went. I mean, he, you he know, was he, playing Reggie's last year. Yeah, and he, and he and he was great at the Cowboys, and then he sort of shifted down to, to Parramatta and was almost immediately in Reggie's. Yeah, which is kind of strange, but um, yeah, you know, so pieces of that, that Mao. I mean, how fucking good has he come on? Yeah, I mean, like Parramatta, Parramatta fans have known about him for a little while. Obviously, you know, we can't keep track of all the the twenties and up and comers at every club. You know, exactly. usually focused on our own, but um. Paramount fans have been hearing about him and you know liking him for a while, and he's he's taking his step up and he's fucking running with it. He's value. He's a he's a valuable member of my supercoach side. It's that's one for sure. thing I'll give. You know, I, I do enjoy seeing is um, you know a player that's not super highly touted that yep. everyone knows about, like yep. you know Arla Brooks. Yep. 
you no, expect that. Mao's playing fantastic too. I mean, he's all over Brooks as far as, you know, rookies are concerned. This is stage. the sort of shit I'm talking about, Nathan. Is this when you just, com- just talk complete and utter bullshit <laughs> just in order to get a reaction out of me? It's not going to happen. Um, some would argue it just, just did. did. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a guy that gets given an opportunity and, and, um, and really grabs it with both hands and, and gives it 100%, it's uh, it's good to see these you know younger guys um, making a go of things. You see guys that have opportunities handed to them on a silver platter like fucking T Rex. Uh, imagine if he was putting in like this bloke is. Oh, and, and, and T Rex he gets like you know opportunity, truckloads of money, doesn't do anything. If he was at, if he was in the same club, I'd almost be like you know saying, look, you fucking, you know, you give some of that cash to that yeah. guy because he's actually doing your job. Exactly. So, um, Shane Aaron Elvis from Twitter. Don't worry, Penrith fans. Maybe it's a seven-year plan. Hash pink pussies. A bit bitter there. Come from a South fan. I'm not sure where that's, got, where that's rooted. Shunter86. Chris Sandow hasn't smiled like that in a long time since he last got the pyramids. Unky One D. Thing, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Went to a general meeting of Springfield Panthers uh, last week. And um, they're talking about a five-year plan. Oh really? <laughs> I was like, really? Desi started that shit with Manly when they when they when the the, the five year plan was started in two thousand and four, and you know he, he had to revise it because they won the premiership in the fourth of the five of the five years, and then so it's like, okay, next five year plan, and then obviously the five year plan thing is you know Gus has taken it up, uh, so now Springfield Panthers, Springfield Panthers all over the five year plan. So next year you'll be bringing in like a like a seven year old. Ben Kennedy or Brent Kite kind of player <laughs> <laughs> to give some leadership to the youngsters, <laughs> you know, sand off the rough edges of some of the some of the troublemakers, That's it. keep them out of trouble, and uh, there you go. Um, yeah, on a much smaller scale, I, I haven't seen the five year plan of the Springfield Panthers, but uh, it's just a cool thing to say. They're like, yeah, five year plan. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, where are we, Unky D? In a way, I'm jealous of Eels fans. So used to losing that every win is celebrated like a premiership. Congrats to Eels on a W. Fuck, you just love to punch that guy in the face. What he I says. I dream about what it. What is true, though. So, I mean, like, I've got I've got a lot of respect for Eels fans because, I mean, fucking losing that much and, like, still having I've to get, get up for it. i for like, Eels fans than I do for Manly fans. Yeah, I mean, why would you respect Manly fans? I mean, it's, it's superiors. I mean, it's oh, <laughs> Mickey T, 1985, congrats to Para. They were the better team. They'll be hard to beat at home. Sandow, not this happy since he last got Link Jackpot. <laughs> what a happy Penrith nerd. Shagger, 113. Actually, no. He didn't have much to say at all, he didn't obviously. Know, he didn't know, I actually misfiled that tweet, so I'm sorry, Steve, you miss out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> In summary, fuck you, Steve. In summary, uh, you know, uh, I love you, mate, but uh, yeah, not today. Canterbury banks down Bulldogs forty, defeated the Melbourne Storm twelve. Boil over at NIB Stadium over there in Perth, a hearty crowd of uh, just over twelve thousand people in shit house conditions. Um, and, you know, which is I think was another, you know, I guess tick yeah. on the you know on a future Perth bid. Uh, Canterbury uh, Bulldogs forty points came from tries to Trent Hodkinson. You know, they might go and watch, you know, mm. Canterbury and Melbourne. Yeah. Well, they go and watch the fucking Perth Sharks. Well, it's not like um, rain. it's not like Canterbury have become the team that goes over to Perth all the time. So they they become Canterbury fans and go to that team because of familiarity. I mean, it's like Canterbury and Storm this time, and then we had like Manly and Warriors, and then there was Broncos and South. I mean, they mixed it up a fair bit. Sure. 
So, okay, so I mean, these guys are just hopefully, like, yeah, it's easy to say, like, you know, a one-off each season, you know, get down to there. I mean, are they going to rock up every other week? You know, that's the question, but... but still, fuck. You know, I'm prepared, you know, they, they they deserve another chance. It's been a long time since uh, they had the opportunity, and it was a very tumultuous time as well in the, you know, in the league and everything as well, so, you know, they didn't have the best the best opportunity. I fully support I mean, a, uh, a Western Australia rugby league bid. All right, so the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 40 came from tries to Trent Hodkinson, Josh Morris, David Clemmer, Josh Jackson, James Graham, Chase Stanley, and Tim Lafay. Trent Hodkinson, six from seven conversions, and the Storms 12 tries to Billy Slater and Will Chambers. One conversion from Tohu Harris and one penalty goal, Tohu Harris. Very ordinary from the Storm, even accounting for, for Cameron Smith's absence. Um, no Smith, no chance. Yeah, granted it was it was ordinary conditions, but for the, your opposition to score 40 against you um, in the pissing rain, I, I think that's very unstorm-like. Um, and, you know, it'd be easy to say, okay, they didn't have Cam Smith, but 40 points... Yeah, just yeah. fucking absolutely rudderless. Um, I think for the Bulldogs, Hodkinson and Reynolds really came to life and it showed how much of a different side the dogs are when those those two are on top of their game. Hodkinson was running the ball. Um, I think he was fairly controlled with his kicking as much as he could be in the conditions, and um, and some of his passing was was crisp and um, they controlled the ball much better than Melbourne did and um, played some pretty impressive attacking football. Uh, again, in the conditions, you know, 40 points and, and some of the tries they scored, it wasn't like they were just diving over from dummy half. Like, there were yeah. some long-range efforts. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just want to give a rap to Tim Laffey as well. Doesn't get the raps of uh, of Josh Morris, but quality centre. Good hands, good footwork, strong. Um, yeah, he's all right. Sorry? He's all right. Let's not get carried away. He's all right. He's decent. I think he's... I think he's a good player. I think he's uh, he's coming along nicely. Like I said, he's probably not on quite on Morris's level just yet, but um, certainly brings a lot to the table. Anything else? No, you got anything to say, mate? Or mate, all I say is, is it's no Smith, no chance, and it's almost like Melbourne going to the 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 game, you know, so rattled by the fact that Smith isn't there. It's not just a matter of, the, you know, the guys that come in to replace him and everything like that and the rest of them lifting. And It's like it's universal malaise that goes over the whole side. And they just... The, the first bit of adversity they, they, they come up against, that's it, they're fucking shot. And they're over. I mean, like, I don't think Canterbury played exceptionally well. I mean, they just did what they were... They just did their thing and they were just rolling through and the passes were sticking and, like, the storm were just so flat. And... You know, maybe it was the long trip over to Perth. Maybe it was, you know, I don't know. You know, and some clubs only have two great players. Yeah. And and can manage to get it done, you know? Like. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it, yeah. And um Twitter, what do they say out here? Shane Aaron Elvis. Very act, very active on Twitter this week, that fella. South and the Tigers welcome the Melbourne Storm into the one player club league. Hash no Smith, no nothing. Fucking truth. The fuck do you rope the Tigers into that? I don't know, fucking... Well, you know, they're saying, you know, when, when hot sauce gets knocked out, you just get flogged. Fucking like, what actually happened? Ah, Farrah, mate. <laughs> ben Skinner. No Cameron Smith equals opposition scores 40 points. Hash, not the first time. Hash, 40 nil. Hash, purple cheats. <laughs> Excellent. Quality tweet. At former underscore legend. Tough break for the Storm tonight when three quarters of their salary cap left the field injured. Hash, Smith. 
Benny27. Storm show us that without Cameron Smith, they're fucked. Strangely enough, it's the same story for East without Shane Hayne. Ah, pop. Ah, pop. pop. If that twelve, if that crowd of twelve k in pissing down rain doesn't show the NRL that Perth needs a team, then nothing will. That is sensational. That's some real schwankovescence. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Pouring rain, come from behind. Great effort from the mighty Bulldogs. Good effort by the champs. Hash proud to be a Bulldog. What fucking champs? The fuck are they won? Champion of nothing. They won the Andrew Fafita lottery and then handed their ticket back. <laughs> Put it through the wash. Yeah. <laughs> DJ X-Plane. Graham allowed back on the field after convincing the dock he's not concussed. Just really dumb in English. Now, on the Graham thing, did you see, the, I think it was the first time he was knocked out, it was Jordan McLean. So, like, come on, son. Let's not fucking say it's not in your game, all right? Oh, That's part one. Come on, mate. Part two. Two times he's come back on the field. These teams, there's a, there are teams that are going to get stuck to get fucking reamed by the NRL because people are noticing. That oh, sure. Go, Someone's know. going to get hurt. That's the thing. Oh, they won't the, do anything about it until... Oh, no, I think the, they will. The, I the think this week... The equivalent of the Alex McKinnon situation. I think the next I think next next week or the, you know, even, you know, uh, I, I think if they play him this week, I believe I saw something coming out of the NRL. I mean, it's a dog, so nothing's going to happen to the dogs while Greenberg is up there in the, in the big house. But... I believe I saw something from the NRL saying something along the lines of, you know, we're going to be looking very carefully at the, the reports and things like that to come back, you know, from Graham. So. Yeah, I get what they're saying, but fucking... It, what sort of intelligence test are you giving James fucking Graham? You know, you give him one at the start of the season, he comes back, result, dumb cunt. Give him one after two concussions in one game, result, dumb cunt. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, play on. Are they are they are, are they like shades of dumb cunt? That's a, that's the question. <laughs> exactly you know? right. Okay, uh, where are we? Camera Raiders thirty to feed the South Sydney Rabbitohs eighteen. Away from home, this game just had ridiculousness all over it. Uh, Raiders, they're 30, came from tries to Reese Robinson. Two very good uh, winger tries. Mm. Dane Tills, Anthony Milford, and Jack Whiten. Croker. Four from five conversions and one from one penalty goals. And the Rabbits tries to Dylan Walker, George Burgess, Chris McQueen, Adam Reynolds, three from three. Big trouble in Redfern. Let's not forget they scored, a, they scored a try. Right, Hash rift. Right on full time. Hash crisis. Well. And um, quite frankly, you know, Michael Maguire is, uh, you know, supposed to be a great rugby league mind. Mate, you get fired before Steve Price at this rate. Supposed to be a great rugby league mind and and then have its finger on the pulse of of the game of rugby league. Clearly, never watched a fucking tape of Lottie Takiri or Joel Reddy yep. before signing both of those nufties. Yep. Um, Lottie cannot turn and chase. Cannot hold oh. onto a ball. Cannot fucking anticipate the trajectory Match. of a cross field bomb like that second try that Reese Robinson scored. Just I mean, Lottie was call, just mate. like. Could have let you know. That wasn't even like turn and chase from Lottery. 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 <laughs> it was like they put, they put up the they put up the lottery uh, the, the lottery kick from from you know from left that came across the right and Lottie just jumped for it and like it, it's fucking big air swing and it's just gone straight to Reese Robinson who scored. You Seen know. it all before. <laughs> they just playing without any any real intensity, South. Um, and I think that's what their game's been built on, certainly via the forwards. Um, the loss of Isaac Luke has had a massive impact on their side. Um, and it goes to show, without a complete and utter dominant forward pack, Adam Reynolds just doesn't have that individual brilliance. He's a solid halfback, very, very good at, at, at 
playing with what the, his forwards give him um, and, and swinging that ball to, you know, the Inglises and, yep. and some of the outside backs they've had in the past. But put a Joel Reddy on one side of him and a Lottie Takiri on the other and, and you know, a, a half-interested Greg Inglis in a, a forward pack that's not as dominant, he looks decidedly ordinary. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't have that ability to turn the defence around by himself, you know, you know, without forwards. What are you saying, front. Nate? He's no Luke Brooks, and I agree. So he's no Daly Cherry um, Evans. Yeah, just... Uh, I think Canberra are a bit of a dark horse. Some young, fearless kids in that team. Uh, Anthony Milford was at it again. He's got his critics with the, the con- contract situations, but um, I think so far he's, he's standing up and answering them well. That's yet to play out. I think there's more... There's another twist in that little saga that he's going to have to overcome mentally, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, they dangerous side, Canberra. Probably side capable of, of stringing a few wins together in, um, you know, against you know sides like South and you know catch them on a day and, and the Raiders take what the opposition give them and, and play some enterprising footy and get the job done. Problem is they're like the New Zealand Warriors in the sense that they're also capable of losing to the Titans in Canberra, sure. fucking on in you know relatively perfect conditions and just playing exactly. like absolute spastic. And that's a sign of a, of a youngish side as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. And put this way, it is, there is a bit of get it to Milford about them as well. I mean, Campisi played great in this game too. Let's not must, you know, sure, played all no, over the top of it, you know, let's, let's say Canberra players read the papers because um, every bit of hype about Milford, they've they've all bought into. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's mostly it's mostly deserved at this point too. Let's face it, he's, he's playing fucking oh, great. Oh, he's, he's carving up. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I'm, <laughs> I, I take nothing away from him. I just think if that becomes your mentality of your side, yeah, against you know. Manly, these, you know, these sorts of sides. They'll pound him into the ground all day. You know, that can't be your game plan. (laughs) I think the Broncos have have been guilty of it on and off in games. They haven't fallen to it quite as graphically as the Raiders have at times. But um, for the moment, Milford's getting the job done and he looks like a skillful genius. Yep. But there's going to be times where the players don't. If he has an off day, they're going to chuck in the ball. Or teams just mark him like, you know, the teams are saying, yeah, hammer him and defend, you know, run, run the tack at him all day long, tire him out, you know, cover him well. I mean, there are teams that can target players and, and keep him very quiet. There comes a time when a, a certain player, you see it with, you've seen it with Barber, you've seen it with Jared Hayne, Benji, you know, numerous other players over time. There comes a time where the mentality of the, of the opposing team at a particular week is, all right, don't really give a fuck what else happens, but there's no way that guy is going to beat us. Yeah. So they stack, you know, the defense gets stacked and, and their game plan single-handedly, you know, is, is single-handedly focused yeah, yeah. around nullifying that guy. Yeah. And sometimes teams have, have played with that mentality of get it to Milford or get it to Barber or whatever the case might be for so long. Um and it's so ingrained in them that have when it comes B. to a plan B, they're, yeah. they're fucked. Yeah. Um, and they've got some quality, some other quality players. Campisi um, is one of them. More than capable on his own of taking over a game. Yeah. But that's not something you can just switch on and off. That's something you've got to be doing consistently and being consistently um, involved in games and, and involved in imposing your will on the outcome of games. And if you just chucking it to someone else week after week after week, you, you yep. lose that ability. So yep. um, it, it is a bit of a tightrope they're walking, but for the moment it's working for them. Okay, Freak09, 
Isn't Campo a great club man for the Raiders? 11 seasons, 23 games, great service for the green machine. <laughs> That's one of the best ever. Unky D, yet another team unable to recover from a loss to the mighty Manly Seagulls. I guess. Tiger underscore Benji. Manly hurt them. Tigers murdered them. And now Raiders are simply feasting on the carcass. Hash LOL at Souths. That's more like it, son. Bona 1978. This will be Lottie's last game. We need to have a Lottie montage this week with the song So Hard to Say Goodbye. He has been uh, has been dropped by, for, by all reports. Hash Revelation in New South Wales Cup. Let's face it, when he, that signing news came through, he signed for Souths and everything, like, I never thought he'd fucking see first grade unless there was a massive injury crisis exactly. sweet through the club. But, I mean, the fact that, you know, he would be selected ahead of, like, you know, a, a bow champion absolutely fucking mystifies me. And Souths are reaping the, <laughs> reaping the rewards of such an ignorant move. Such a genius <laughs> move. 40 zip. Reckon it's time for Lottie to hang up the boots. Used by date expired a couple of years ago. Hash Did gone. McGuire play for Sheens at Canberra? He would have, uh, wouldn't he? Uh, shit. My brain's not working on that this time of night, man. I guess. I'm sure I'm sure uh, footy facts or someone of that nature will uh, let us know. Especially given that, you know, Canberra is, uh, you know, one of their interests. Rocket Mike. When the Raiders are getting away with wins over Souths, then rugby league is going well. GT351 underscore Johns. Bunnies look distracted, similar to the dogs last year. Still, LOL at Souths. Hope they don't come good when playing the Bulldogs. So is he, is he implying that, you know, that, that, you know, someone, you know, player A is down there having fun with player C's wife and player B plugs in the other side and... Let's, um, let's move on, Player D we? gets a video camera. Yeah, let's move on. Player E just sits in the corner quietly masturbating. Sounds like a quiet Sunday afternoon at my house. B15542. We got beaten by a team coach by Ricky Stewart. Fucking just shoot me now. Hash South 2014 Spooners. Oh, I like your competition from the Sharkies there. Mup23. Well, it doesn't look like Lottie will get his hat trick this year. Or play anymore first grade. <laughs> Hash LOL at South. Hash Sack Cardi. At Andy Kintz. <laughs> Happy the knife I brought to slip my wrist after a Raiders lost. I can now use to pick bunny bits from my teeth. <laughs> He's going to hash Ricky's Raiders. Oh, they fucking love Ricky now. Newcastle Knights. 30 to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Zero. And I'm sure, you know, Cronulla fans probably don't really begrudge the Knights that much this week. Hunter Stadium. Decent crowd. Just under 20,000. Newcastle Knights 20 came from uh, Hattrick to Joey Leilua, that fine young man. Tyrone Roberts got a try. Robbie Rochow got a try. And uh, Fluffy did as well. Tyrone Roberts, three from six conversions. Defeating the, the Sharkies, zero. Yeah, motion charged for the Knights. And um, they played with a lot of intensity. And the Sharks couldn't, get, couldn't handle it. And that's basically the beginning and the end of this game. Um, it was all for Alex McKinnon, and it was really classily done by the Knights before the game. Um, how they, you know, channeled that emotion into a, into a positive, um, solid performance, and and they didn't get overawed by the occasion, and um, you know, in wanting to do so well for their mate, and that they cocked it up. They got you know, gassed out or yep. or um or tried too hard to do the job, and and got run over didn't didn't happen they they managed it and that's probably a credit to to Wayne Bennett but um very very well done i think from the knights given the circumstances um snapchat Leilua carved up terrible sign for the sharkies when snapchat that bloke's, 
when that guy's scaring a, scoring a hat trick against you, you may as well just move to Perth. Um, Blake Ashford, he was fucking horrible for the Tigers last year, but he is immeasurably worse this year. Yep. Immeasurably worse. Yep. His attempted tackles, he, they weren't even touch footy tackles. <laughs> and look, he wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't great last year. He was fucking horrible last year. But, Woeful, like, mate. but before that, I didn't think he was that bad. Like he he seemed to be a fairly contributing member of the years, the good years, you know, getting up to close to the grand final appearance sure. and stuff. He seemed to be like a, a reasonable, you know, valued member of those sides, that and like not, not much reliability. But what the fuck is got like? That dude's that Dean Collis a, is another one. <laughs> that dude's ability's just falling off a fucking yeah. cliff. Dean Collis did exactly the same thing. Yeah. A couple of good years at the Tigers. Yeah. Looked really good. Um, and then his last couple of seasons at the Tigers were fucking horrible. Yeah. Went to the Sharks. Never heard from him again. Yeah. But um, look, I mean, you know, I I, I feel uh, yeah, very happy for the Knights, especially on this on this day. Yeah. But, you know, they got this win, and it was a great win. I mean, their first half was fantastic. I mean, you know, for much of the game, it wasn't great. I mean, the second half was fairly uh dour affair. I think it was only like I think it was it was about twenty four nil at half time, wasn't it? Yeah. Twenty six nil something. Like that. So. You know, thirty nil. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, you know, there's not much you can say either way. You know, great win for the Knights. Crown Southern Sharks look very, very far away from fucking win. And Peter Sharp is. Let's face it. I mean, that guy can't coach for shit. How I don't care what people say. Keep getting a gig. How's he keep? I mean, I think he must be a super nice guy. And like, because people really like him and players, I think like him. And um, but they sure as fuck don't respond to his coaching. Never worked for. I mean, you know, he, he was he was there during like Northern Eagles days. He was you know there. You know. Not a lot done for the Eels. Just yeah, he is, he's just his record is 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 pretty abysmal. I mean, I would imagine that he's uh his record would probably match up, you know, somewhat closely with the, the post Roosters Ricky Stewart record. Jesus, which is also you know bound to be fucking dire. I that don't know the figures off the top of my head, but it'd be, it would be woeful. Okay, uh, Big Dan, Big Dan, nineteen eighty five, and that is how you respond to a tough week. A great performance from the NRL Knights. Hash rise for Alex. Hash go Knights, Shunter eighty six, Joey scoring on Ashford so much you'd think he'd still be he'd be sending everyone naked pics of him later. Hash <laughs> sex pest, Hash still a gronk, Chapo the creator. Fuck me, Rabs has to lay off the scotch before calling rugby league. The old prick was calling BJ Leilua, JB Leilua. Yep. Tall Hayden. That's what he does. Sharks have replaced Dick Fingers Pomeroy with Dick Arms Ashford. <laughs> Jr underscore Buff. Does Ashford and Carney realise that Steak and BJ Day was two weeks ago? Hash Boogie Nights. <laughs> Finally, the first super solid entry to Vuvuzela of the year, in my opinion. The Gold Coast Titans 13 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 12 at Seabus Super Stadium. In front of a crowd, a declared crowd for the Titans of 9,482. So fuck me, there must have been like 38 people there for them to get that figure. I mean, they'll they'll see they'll see a six or a seven. They'll call it thirteen without blinking. So for them to actually declare a, a sub ten thousand crowd, it's, it's got to be an agenda. It's got to be. <laughs> and the Titans, their thirteen came from tries to get it to Gordon and Brad Ty. Caesar got a field goal. Greg Bird got a conversion. Caesar got a conversion. The Cowboys twelve tries to Jonathan Thurston and Matt Scott in you know after the final buzzer. Thurston two from two conversions. Not much to say about this game. Cowboys are in strife. Um, if they couldn't win this fucking game against the Gold Coast Titans on a Monday night where no one really fucking cared. They can't score. 
And that's saying something. They've got some fucking real, you know, some relative strike players, and they got Jonathan Thurston fucking dealing the ball. They, um, went, they went too hard at the nines, and they just kind of, they've had trouble adapting back to the thirteen-side game. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the only real thing I have to say about this game is the it was that ordinary a game that the biggest moment is a brown snake that wasn't of Polynesian origin, and that's saying something. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you got. Yeah, I just I couldn't get interested. This game was fucking atrocious, and I and I I hated it, and I respect everyone who, uh, you know, who valiantly sat there for the love of rugby league, and actually sat through it because it was just it's, none of the sides played great, terrible atrocious mistakes. A quarter of the points of this game were fucking scored after the final buzzer, so they don't really count. <sighs> God damn! And you see that it's so funny. Was the try to to tie the one that um that kind of got the Titans up. It's like they were so devoid of ideas. Greg Bird's just like, fuck this, I'm just going to give it this massive line drive grubber yeah. and just along the ground in wet conditions, just make someone fucking drop it. And uh, and it worked, and they <laughs> recovered it and scored the try. Um, Twitter. Well, okay, no, well, you know, do you want to have, you know, do you want to have your say on the snake? It was this funny, it's the most interesting thing to happen in this game. Absolutely. By far. The com- even the commentators couldn't get interested in the game, they kept referring back to the snake. Um, and that's a sad indictment on um, the NRL on the Gold Coast. And you see the Seabus Snake account opened up on Twitter almost immediately. Yeah. Which is uh, just great to see. Quality I mean, work. These things happen for international sports all the time. I was glad to see that, you know, for an Australian sport, that, you know, someone jumped on it so quick. Now, uh, where are we? Arpop. Sh- What's the bet the Titans planted that snake? What's the bet the Titans planted that snake so they could count the hundred odd people that moved three times? <laughs> <laughs> Shunter 86. That is the most talked about King Brown in rugby league since Nate Miles hidden the stairwell. <laughs> Freak 09. Neither of these teams could beat the Springfield Panthers under sevens on a Saturday morning. I At, love that tweet. I love it. I know. You actually replied to that tweet and said, I love that tweet. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> he was talking about the other the, the other team, though. The black not, team? Not, yeah, not the whites. How the fucking blacks. dare you? <laughs> At Hammers, H4MMERZ. Uh, new member. Welcome. The Gold Coast Titans, a.k.a. 2014 Defensive All-Stars, prove again why they're the red-hot favourites to win the comp. Hash Cardi. He was then challenged on why he would say something so fucking spastic, and he's basically decided that he's going to pick up the flag and carry it for Mupp until Mupp gets over his, <laughs> his, 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 his uh, sandy vagina over Cardi, over that loss to the Tigers a couple of weeks ago and comes back full-time. Blue underscore Beaver, 32 errors in tonight's game, 33 if you count me sitting through it. Maybe Dave Smith met Heartland of Reserve Grade League, and this this funny this 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 Heartland of Rugby League business. They get about thirteen thousand people to thirteen hundred teeth every game. They get like ten thousand or six thousand every Titans game. It's not that much of a fucking Heartland. I mean, they get the one team in the in in the middle of the city that you know is patronised by uh, you know just general rugby league fans like yourself, who very rarely have a stake in the game being played there. Correct. And I just love going to watch footy at Suncorp. It's yeah, the best place to watch exactly. footy. And, um, you know, they do pull some decent crowds there. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know that there was a, you know, whether that was a, an, you know, to try and incite New South Wales fans to to, to get to games. Cause they, it has been a bit, it has been written about in the media or about some of the crowds down there, but... I don't know that that's helpful. I think they're doing. They're, I think the Titans. I heard saw someone on Twitter. I think it was uh, Kurt. He was saying like, when I went to down to watch that Tigers game last year when Johnny was down, 
me and Killer, it cost fifty two dollars for for myself. It's fucking in the in the tigers in the ti- in the outer for the the away bay. For me and and then a four year, then four year old to sit next to me, fifty two dollars. I think now they're doing that that same thing is twenty five dollars. Yeah. So and that Tigers that that deal that the Tigers are doing for seven or were doing or are doing seven games a day for fifty bucks or whatever. Bucks, yeah. It's fucking quality. Yeah. Because you may as well get fifty bucks. Yeah. Or you know divided by seven. Yeah. You may as well get that than nothing. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. if you get that. 5,000 times. But if you go there seven times and you buy a hot dog and a bottle of water exactly. and everything every time, I mean, you get an extra revenue there too. But Everyone's if happy. You, if, you know, let's say 5,000 people, you know, so you normally get 12,000 yeah. or whatever, 11,000. Yeah. All of a sudden you get 16, 17, 18, somewhere around 20. Yeah. The atmosphere is that much better. If you, you know, and if people, you know, really latch onto it, you get 10,000 people more. Or 50, yeah. You know, like, it's that age old adage that. You know, the atmosphere at that place, or in the bigger stadium, certainly ANZ where that deal applies, it, it, it's a cavernous asshole. Yeah, but also when you get an atmosphere in there, I mean, it becomes, you know, it becomes a you know, habit forming to go there. Exactly. Because it's just a fucking good place, you know, it's just a good thing to do. You know, just and to it do is it. good to see that clubs are taking that initiative. Yeah. I, I, um, I fully intend to take Jackson to a, um, a few games on the Gold Coast this year, just. Um, he gets free entry general, As a general admission because yep. he's playing footy this year. So yeah. um, I'm going to take advantage of that and maybe some Sunday game or Saturday afternoon game or something like that. I'll take him down. Yeah, same, same. And I mean, I definitely, um, yeah, obviously got a manly game down there this year. So we'll be down that and back up there with Killer. And, uh, you know, we missed the Tigers game this year. <laughs> um, I had a great old time. Yeah, I bet you did that game. Fuck yeah. Um, where are we? Slerious. Well, how about that snake? Oh, and uh, LOL at Arpops. He's gone hash Arpops and hash cripple fight. <laughs> I'm up 23. Titans, three from four. In the top four, will I stop with the hash Satcardi campaign? Hash nope. Hash Satcardi. <laughs> Former underscore legend. That was a tough game of footy tonight for the spectators. Hash shit game. And finally, Mitch Doyle, zero eight. I'd rather go 12 rounds with Greg Bird and a schooner than watch that leprosy laden affair again. Hash glass and a half. <laughs> Previews, Friday Night Football. We kick off with the Sydney Roosters taking on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at Allianz. Shane Hayne back on the field for the Roosters <laughs> after a week on the sidelines. Uh, they also got Perinara as well, which, I mean, let's face it, I mean, that guy's sensational. Now, looking at the sides, the return of Sonny Bill Williams for the Roosters. That's good enough for me. Roosters by plenty. Look, the Roosters seem to have a fairly intact lineup. The dogs can only capitalise on sides that don't have intact lineups, and so for that reason, I have to say the Roosters. I think the Roosters will be hurting from last week as well, and I want to, you know, make a bit of bit of response and come I back. Think the Bulldogs will be buoyed by by their performance last week. I just don't think um, that they've got what it takes to to stay with the Roosters for eighty minutes, and um, the return of Sunny Bill uh, is probably enough to get the Roosters' mind back on the job and. Um, I think they'll get it done. Extremely extended bench. I wonder if it's that's uh, they got Greg Eastwood there in twenty, and uh, Moses Mbai in nineteen. So I wonder. I wonder if uh, you know Graham is under you know they're, they're, they've named him out of hope that he'll get through everything that they that the NRL you know demands of them. 
with you know, whatever concussion protocols they want to run with. But uh, if worse comes to worse, they got back up there, ready to go. The Roosters, the Roosters will bounce back strong. I mean, you know, they're not a one a one player team. Uh, so even if they even if the doggies can axe, you know, any of you know Maloney, Pierce, the Count, Sonny, Sonny Bill, whoever, ain't gonna be enough. Next, the Brisbane Broncos take on the Parramatta Eels at Suncorp. Now this one, I mean, you know, phew, Eels by how many, really? Fuck, Eels carved up last year. Was it last year? <sighs> no, I think it was the year before. Yeah. It was it was when Brad Arthur was just had him for the yeah, last yeah, half yeah. A, half a dozen games. Um, that was a great game. That and one. Chrissy Sandow fucking killed him. Um, big game for the Broncos. They, they're coming off a good away win. They come home. Um, playing against the Eels, which have had a couple of mixed results this season so far, but are coming off a good win. Um, I'll probably have to lean towards the Broncos, although I think if the Eels do turn on, um, you know, off the back of Sandow, one of those games, and then Hayne gets running and um, Hopawati and Tonga, you know, it, they could really get a roll on and get over the top of Brisbane quite convincingly. So um, I think it will probably be one in about the first 15, 20 minutes that the Broncos can assert some dominance through the forwards. Um, McCullough can, can get control of the ruck. And, and Ben Hunt's kicking game, which is improving but still not that flash, yep. um, if he can get them into some good field position, I think the Broncos are probably good enough to get a bit of a lead and hang on to it. Um, whereas I think if the Eels start strongly... Um, and, and get that bit of momentum and, and get that roll on, um, they'll be fairly hard to stop. Important to note the return of Justin Hodges to this game in number four. Sure. Uh, Miranda dropped. Uh, Copley pushes out to the fifth. Copley, I'm to, glad to he's five. kept his spot. He's been good this season. He's He's been... You know what? I mean, I'm going to make a big call here. He's He's been as good as Hodges has been in that position, honestly. Mm. This year, he's been fantastic. Now, uh, Miranda... Miranda because Hodges hasn't played a game in that position. Well, no, but I mean, this year, his play in that position has been as good as, you know, you know Hodges has been in that position It looks position like he's put on a fair bit of weight, Copley, but he doesn't seem to have lost too much speed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably... He's, he's probably got the balance right now. I think he's, yeah. he's certainly, um, strength-wise, is, is, is well up to it. Yeah, now, uh, Maranta, it's a strange thing. is Maranta is in 17. So I wonder, I mean, even though Hodges has been named, is he not 100% guaranteed to take his spot? And then if he does drop out, then Copley goes back into the four and then, uh, or he goes back into the centres and then Maranta takes his place back there as, uh, as uh, the liability out you, there. You'd think the if that was the case, Hodges would be the guy in 19 or 17. But... Well, no, they want to name him in his position. And then, you know, they have the backup guy just in case there, you know. And uh, then you've got uh, you've got Oates and, and Wallace as well on extended bench, so I don't know what they you know, who's un- under a cloud there at all, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, could the, be a shanious move, though. <sighs> could be, it could be. I mean, uh, look, tipping. I, th- I, I, would, I would expect the Broncos to win this game, you know, you know, being seriously not joking. But it's just the Eels. How do you fucking put a read on the Eels? Yeah. They get flogged one week. Tough. To do. They have a tough game against the against the eventual premiers the week after. Go down, you know, in heartbreaking fashion. They put a smashing on a, you know a touted young you know up and coming side the next week. I mean the Broncos certainly aren't you know a young up and coming side. I mean you know they're one of the worst sides in the comp, of course. But you know does that mean the Eels are going to put a herd on them or the Eels going to go down by forty? You'd never All bet on. You'd never bet on Nathan. them. You'd never bet on them. No way. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the New Zealand Warriors at the tip. Ramondis. There's absolutely nothing from the Sharks that would indicate that they're going to win this game. Um, the only thing that has me worried is that they're playing the Warriors, who are 
one of the most unpredictable sides in the NRL. And, um, you know, will they put two Wellington Globetrotter performances together two weeks in a row? I don't know. Look, even even their coach, Peter Sharp, said that the Cronulla look like they're a long way away from winning a game. So with that in mind, their coach saying that, <laughs> I'm picking the Warriors. Warriors by 13 plus. Yeah. Penrith Panthers take on the Canberra Raiders out there at Penrith. This one, um, we have the introduction to first grade of a highly touted young player who uh, Twitter has always been lit up with DWZ, DWZ, everything. And uh, he takes his place in uh, jersey number two, Dallin Watini Zalesniak. Or as I like to call him, Scrabble. I'll fucking pay that. Scrabble it is. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got everything in there. That, I don't even know what to say about that name. That's uh, It's one of the more impressive ones I've seen. Um, remains to be seen. If he's good, if he's as good as what Penrith yeah. would say is, that's a decent back line. Yeah. That's a big if, though, isn't it? Sure. Um, you know, those Penrith nerds have been known to talk shit. Um, Tyrone Peachy, 18. Wonder when he's gonna nail down a spot in the sword. Yep. You know, Penrith nerds have been calling him revelation. He's gonna be much of a fucking revelation. Well, the Sharkies were calling him revelation last year, and then you know, then they uh, unfortunately yeah. for them, you know, lost him. You know, this is you lose a lot of credibility if you call a player for revelation fucking year after year, and he never does anything. Guys, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Canberra. It's a away game. Do you know this season? Does that mean anything to them? I've got a soft spot for the Panthers. I, I don't think the Raiders can beat them. I, I, I believe. I believe in the Panthers. Do you? Yeah. Why? Like, like an honorary Penrith nerd. Why? Only without the nerdy bit. And without the Android phone? Sure. So really, you're not at all. You're more Canberra. I was a fucking idiot. I said I was a Penrith nerd. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I mean, I, I find, uh, like Parramatta and the Warriors to an extent, I find Canberra a very hard side to read at the moment because you just don't know. They'll put on these spectacular performances and then they'll put in their you know, performance like they did against the Titans. And sure. it's like, oh, what the fuck? So, you know, look, I think, you know... I think Penrith's been the more consistent side so far, and I'm happy to give them my tip. I think, I think Milford can carve these guys up just as, just as well as anyone else. But having said that, overall, I think Penrith have a better side, so I think they'll get the bickies at home. St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and they are indeed the Rabbitohs. Uh, this one's at the SCG. Heritage round, of course. Um, Dugan named. Dugan named. No boils this week. Um, extended bench. Extremely. Dragons. There's about 45 people named on the bench. Mm-hmm. Not a first grader among them. Um, I don't know. I reckon the Rabbitohs might be in for a little bit more hurt. Just got a funny really? feeling about this game. They're going to have to... Like, the Rabbitohs, the, the actual personnel are too good... To Not nearly enough Burgesses named for CS to get the job done. Yeah, but do you, do you think... Yeah, what's up with that? Where's the rest of the Burgesses? Fucking reserves. Look, honestly... Burgess, it's Cockney for reserve grade. Governor. Look, their personnel, they've dropped Lottie Takiri, so that's three less tries they're going to concede, potentially. Still Joel already in there. Yes, and yeah, you're right. But, um... Look, I, I just think it's going to turn around for the, the personnel they have on deck It's too good. They're coming up against a forward pack. We've talked about how their forward pack is like a bully pack and they um, you know, they like to get on top. They're coming up against a, a forward pack that, you know, that contains Ben Cray. 
And uh, prone to be bullied. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, look, I that think that motherfucker wears orange every day. You know, as if, if their forwards go well, then I think Souths can uh, maybe try and you know turn this uh, turn this disastrous season around somewhat. And uh, I think you know, there's no reason why they can't do it against the Dragons. I like the way you think. And if they don't, we'll all heartily LOL at South. Who cares? Absolutely. I just I see where you're coming from. Probably just gonna put a lazy five on the Dragons. Melbourne Storm take on the Gold Coast Titans down there in Melbourne. And this one, well, Cameron Smith named, which means a long night for the Titans. Yeah, this is going to get ugly. Storm are going to be looking for uh, someone to beat up on, and it just so happens that the Titans are uh, are going to be a, a pretty unwilling victim in this one, and uh, the Storm's going to put on a hell of a score. Match of the round. Fucking delayed Channel 9 nonsense, which is pretty fucking annoying. Yes. West Tigers take on the mighty Manly Seagulls out there at uh, Leichhardt. Shithole of a venue. <laughs> Not up to football standard. It, it, the facilities are fucking poor. I did say, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago that going to the toilet there at uh, in front of the hill is um, is a bit like fucking being stuck in a concentration camp. It's like prison toilet situation. Fucking prison toilets where you piss on a block wall and just, hope, you, you shit and hope a, for the best. You shit down a mystery hole and just, you know, you don't know where it lands. If, is, 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 is there, you know, you don't have to flush it. Is there like septic tank under there? Who knows? Yeah, and, you know. Could be a pile of shit. And speaking of pile of shits, Tedesco named. And how am I, um, <laughs> you know, why am I getting a prostate exam? I didn't ask for it. Um... <laughs> The ghost of Laurie Nichols lives there, aren't he? <laughs> He's just shadow boxing my colon. <laughs> Are you right, mate? Yeah. Can you continue? Good. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, how fucking dare you call James to just go a pile of shit, mind you? That doesn't sound like something I'd say. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Look, Brayton Nass has made so I'm sensational for that. I'm, 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 yeah, I can't tell you how hot, how psyched I am about that. <laughs> Look, I um, Tim Simone has been named on the bench, which is a little bit strange. Um, Why is he named on the bench? Akawula the... is named 18th man. I would imagine. What can you tell me about Sidaleki Akauola? Uh, one of our much touted kids coming through the 20s. Um, very, very uh, big, strong player. Can play a number of positions. And, um, you know, some of the... I can't pronounce any of their fucking names, but some of the some of the kids coming through the 20s... Good... I mean, if you... You, you just retire. When you look at these kids, you, you do a bit of a timeline. Okay, he's going to be playing first grade next season. I'm fucking calling it quits after this year. Well, no. If you're West Tiger, what you'd be doing, you'd be like, he's going to be coming through this year, so I'll be instructing my management to start negotiating a deal with Cronulla and, you know, all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this is another test for the, for the young West Tigers side, and uh, they come up against a very experienced and, and hard-nosed Manly Seagull side that's been there, done that. Um and if, if the West Tigers are the side that I and, and 90% of the rugby league community believe they are, and that's a premiership contender, they'll, um, <laughs> they've got to stand up to these sorts of challenges. If you let me finish, Nathan, I'm, I'm trying is, to make a point here. I, I think your maths um, is a little bit incorrect there. <laughs> I did go to Campbelltown High, and I couldn't afford a calculator. Um, look, I, I'm i hoping the West Tigers really stand up to this challenge. Um, led 
led from the front by Woodsy and, and Galloway, and uh, and backed up off the bench by Ava and, and Tapau and, and Jimmy Gavay, as I like to call him. Uh, be interesting if if Simona I comes in the Sorry, I mean Gavet. Gavet. It sounds like a man that does strange things to horses. Um, look, they're, if they're the side that they think they are, then they're going to have to get over sides like Manly. Um, no better place to do it than Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval. Um, having said that, Leichhardt's not going to win the game for them. They're going to have to go in with a you know a game plan similar to what they had against South to really stand up in the forwards um, and not be intimidated, not be bullied and, and give Brooks... Uh, and Tedesco a platform to work from and, and Robbie's going to have to take the ruck by the scruff of the neck and um, and, and get the forwards the impetus they need to, to do that. So there's a lot of things that they're going to have to do. and um, A lot of know. ifs. Sorry? There's a lot of they're, ifs. They are. They're a young so side and they're still learning. They're still learning their craft. Yep. Uh, Brooks, um, it'd be interesting to see how he goes against uh, Cherry Evans and, and Foran. They're, they're going to run some traffic at him, but he's... he's had that in every game so far, so um, it's not like he's, he's not up to it, but Manly are probably going to do it better than most sides in the comp, so uh, he's going to have to be better again. He's improving every week, and big challenge for the Tigers. Of course, I'm going to tip them, but um, I'm, I'm most interested to see how the forwards stand up against Manly. I think that's where the game will be won. Now, Manly, you've uh, got uh, Jesse Senny Lafau in 18 jersey. I would imagine that he's there uh, once it's similar to the situation over at the Doggies where you've got Graham. Uh, Glenn Stewart obviously will be under scrutiny this week as he was knocked out of the game, you know, sort of 20 minutes in last week. Well, I mean, at so, the end of the day, if he plays, Adam Blair will knock him out again just like he did in the Brookie Brawl. Yeah, I don't think Adam Blair actually knocked anyone out. Comprehensive KO victory. I think, I think what, That's what, how what, I remember it. All I remember is it was basically uh, they got a holiday to freshen up before they won the premiership. The week they came back, or the week after they came back, <laughs> everyone involved. Um, Peter Hicku named in the fullback position. Uh, reports from uh, inside Manly say that uh, Brett Stewart's, you know, running fine. Look at this stage. I mean, you know, I I don't care either way. I mean, if Brett Stewart is is in the side and he's fit, then the first twenty minutes of that game uh, against the Storm, or the first half of that game, was just like ominous. Uh, you know, some of the best players I've seen Manly perform. In years, and Brett saying Stewart that, does traditionally go fairly well against the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, there's been some some, some sensational match winning shit that's gone on in the past uh, with Brett Stewart, um, but you know, Hiku's done an admirable job so so far, and I I think that you know if he's there, then that's fine. He can do the job. Matai's been on fire and will continue to do so. Uh, Foran and Cherry Evans absolutely embarrassed the Premier Premiership halves and you know New South Wales halves last week and uh, you know, as I do to every halves pairing they come up against and there'll be no different this week um, and I mean the, the, the team doesn't seem I mean Jason King comes back from his uh, week vacation and that's that'll probably help his shoulder no, you know you know, massively as well I mean old followers like that need their rest and if you know he's hyped up for a big performance then great um, I've got to say I haven't really spoke about him much but uh, the name is Louis Fringe Broncos you know first grader when we got him Came down. He's actually been pretty fucking great. Yeah, I've been. I've been a big fan of his work coming on the interchange, proper interchange. It's interesting you say that. Like that guy had such potential, and it's a bit similar to David Haller. Yep. He's had his issues with injuries as well, but yeah, he came on the other week in that Roosters game. Yep. He got the ball, and he ran at full pace to the point where people in the crowd were fucking looking away because they didn't want to see the impact because they thought someone was going to fucking die in front of them when he made contact with the defence. Yeah. And I was like, 
this could be Dave Haller's coming of age. Yeah. This game. Yeah. I was like, three more of those runs in this game, even if and he's made it. 10 minutes apart, but yep. if he does that three more times in this game, you will not fucking kill the press yep. that he will receive. Yep. Did not hear from him again. <laughs> and you, so you, Dave, <laughs> what the fuck? And you've got guys like Tommy Simons. I mean, he's very, he must be very close to coming back too. And I, I would imagine that uh, if that were the case, you know, he'd probably be ahead of the pecking order of uh, Jesse Senny Lafau. Um Hassan's doing a great job. I mean, he hasn't hit the hit the extreme heights of his uh, his uh, his mixtape on on YouTube. Fucking hell! Check up, check, look look for James Hassan's highlight tape on YouTube. Fucking hell! When I when I heard we'd signed him in and I watched that tape, you know, he's basically beaten up on twenties because that's where he came from. But holy fuck! I was like, yeah, this guy's the man. But I mean, yeah, he's been very solid. He he, def- he doesn't make any mistakes. He does his job. You know, uh, unheralded kind of guy. Same for Louis. And I've got to say, you know, it's it's incredible that we've seemed to have washed the, the culture, the, the Broncos culture out of Louis and turned him into a player fairly quickly. Um, as, as with Chase Blair, I mean, he seems to be, he's certainly a good finisher. I mean, I don't think he's the fastest guy in the world because he's, 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 you know, decent size on him. Mm. But, um, but you know, he seems to finish out there on the wing. I mean, you know, Tafua can't be too far away. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, severely understrength manly side. I mean, we're looking at at least, you know, three top players out. But, They've been doing the job the last couple of weeks. They're not expecting to do it. I mean, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to, it's going to be, <laughs> really? it's, going to, it's going to be a Manly close. Manly will win or lose. No, 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 not those two. Manly will win regardless. But I, th- I think that it, you know, they, let's face it. Look at their games. I mean, they had like a what was it? Four point, four point win over the Eels. One point loss to Storm. Two point win over the, over the uh, Rabbits. And eight point win in a very close arm wrestle against East, so it's going to be either that Manly clearly show they can grind out close wins, or shit's going to click immediately, and then then the the Tigers are going to you know drop their bundle like they did against the Dragons and the Warriors, and uh, you know be a bit of a score put on. I tend to favour more of the first option. I think it's going to be more. It's going to be closer than what. Uh, I think that, you know the Tigers had their had their flogging last week. And they tend to bounce back, you know, okay. They seem, you know, young teams, you know, want to bounce back from that. So I expect that they're not going to get flogged week in, week out. But um, they're going to have a tough game. They're going to lose. And then they may get flogged the week after. I'm not sure who they're playing next week. But, you know, then then they might, you know, obviously very flat. And, you know, then that could happen. I think I expect the West Tigers to uh, to target David Williams, who's, who's quite frankly a liability for Manly. And uh, look... The Chookies tried last week. Yeah, but I mean, they don't have the, they don't have Luke Brooks, do they? Uh, or Brayton Astor anymore, for yeah. that matter. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, if we need, no, to keep, I, I'm need, actually need... looking forward to the game. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, to hopefully seeing the Tigers. How are you going to watch? Um, it? Are you gonna, you're up. streaming it or what? Uh, I'm just going to fucking shut down and. You're going to watch it on Channel Nine. You're going to have to. Fucking hell, man! What do you do with yourself? Oh, because I'd rather watch it on my fucking big-ass TV, and it's an internet TV, but by the time I fuck around typing the internet address in for the stream, yeah. and invariably I cock something up, and I've got to do it three times, by the time I get to the third time, I just chuck a massive tantrum and forget about it. I, 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 yeah. I remember back in the day, you know when you didn't know you get your games always televised and stuff like that? Yeah. You'd have to listen to the live radio. You'd have to do it. You could never, ever watch delayed fucking coverage. And I never, I refuse to watch. Even when it's Friday night football, and they always put the Broncos game first up here, and Manly's the second game. Like f- bullshit. 
I'll be I'll be streaming that fucker too because like I want to you know uh, actually it's more of a multitasking thing though too because you can watch have the Broncos running on the TV and then have the other one running on the laptop and you know knock two games over at the same time but fuck I just I cannot and will not watch delayed football again and anyway, I wish I they had talked talent. enough about this game All right it's no surprise I'm tipping the Tigers you're tipping the tipping their seagulls so. exactly exactly Monday night football oh great great you know what the the two things I love to hear. One day night football, plus the North Queensland Cowboys. Oh, and then you couple it with the Newcastle Knights, who, if you know, long term listeners of the show, will will remember. They have been involved in some disastrous games. Any combination of sharks, sharks, eels, and knights produce like you know three quarters of the vuvuzelas of you know no, season tri- season twenty eleven twenty twelve. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so here we go. We've got the Cowboys who have been uh, atrocious uh, against the Knights, who are playing with the power of of you know faith and honouring their honouring their fallen teammate uh, up there at thirteen hundred teeth. Oh, I just don't, Cowboys are fucking horrible, and I don't think. Yeah, but got, you look at they the, don't deserve my tip at all. You look at the Cowboys. You're know, like, that's a team that you know that that came you know a bullshit refereeing decision away from you know getting thumped by Manly in the in the semi-finals last year. Um, it's like it always mystifies me when you look at a team that's essentially the same side as they were you know when they were good, and you're just trying to go, what the fuck happened? What 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 happened? I mean, felt has proven to be a bit of a fucking hands-like dicks this year. Linnett, sensational last year as well. Once again, he's proven to be imbued <laughs> by the... Marshall in it. I mean, yeah, he, he's... A, I just don't... I mean, the only noticeable change to the Cowboys from one year to the next is the is the, the subtraction of uh, of Mango. And you can't tell me he was fucking burning, you know, setting the world alight last year. I mean, he was surprisingly good after the injuries and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But he wasn't... That didn't mean he was good. He was just better than we thought he'd be. I wonder be. how long they're going to persist with Michael Morgan at fullback. I wonder how long they're going to persist as, um, with their coaching staff. Quite frankly, Paul <laughs> Green and co. They could be on the block, man. I mean, think to think they got rid of Neil Henry, who, got him, who took him to the finals after being sacked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it is. I'm going to tip the Knights only because the Cowboys don't deserve my tip. Look, the Knights... They're running with the you know the same the same side less injured than they have been in the early stages of the season, and when they've got these guys back from injury, like your Fluffies and you know, your Kirk Idleys, etc., they you know they seem to be okay. I mean, they put thirty points on the Sharks. I mean, the Sharks you know woeful side this year, but the Cowboys are far ahead of them, losing atrocious games like they lost to the Titans, Broncos. I mean, this is coming. It's just it. It's so unusual and weird to talk about the Cowboys as a side that is finding it impossible to put points on their opposition when they're the side that's got like Jonathan Thurston and everything he's done in his past. Exactly. Single-handedly. And you go, yeah, but he's the only player in the team. Yeah, he's the only good player in their team. But that hasn't stopped him fucking doing it before. Exactly. So, yeah. Look, I'm disgusted. Like, I'm just, I'm disgusted by the Cowboys this season. And if they don't lift... And it, if they don't lift their game, I'd be inclined to, you know, perhaps even, you know, start a petition up to the NRL to maybe have them removed from the competition. <laughs> That's how disgusted I am by the Cowboys this season. <laughs> and on that note, 13 plus to the Knights. And that is full time for episode 148. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Um, 
tons of, we're, we're killing it with Twitter followers. We just keep add, like adding like a hundred a week, and it's like so fantastic. Uh, say hello, you new followers, and if you bots, you know, go fuck yourself. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Uh, it's good to get feedback and stuff from you guys and uh, and comments on the posts and that because uh, there's there's. Uh, there's a fair bit of good ass banner that goes on, on on Facebook as well. I mean, Twitter can get pretty loose at times, but Facebook is great because you've got the you've got the status update, and that's the, that sets the topic, and then it's just people fighting based on that single topic <laughs> rather than just like a free for all or whatever. So it's good as well. Um, and keep hitting the like button and sharing our posts and everything like that. I mean, you know, the the likes and shares for that thing I put up with the rock were fantastic because I, like five thousand over five thousand people saw it, which is no uh, cares, which, no. which is high, which no is one, high. No one cares. Everyone cares but you. So that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of the opposite of hey no the other Tigers fans they were on there and I actually saw who was the person that tagged you in there like you know oh fuck Glenn will need to see this. Yeah, that's Vicky. She and her husband came to my house. They're both Warriors fans. Yeah. Um, and came to my house to watch the Tigers game. Okay. And then I kicked him out at full time, and <laughs> and then they had the audacity to tag me. In a fucking quad derogatory fucking post on my own podcast. Yeah, and, they, and they know, and they know you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Over, yeah. <laughs> That was funny. I saw that. I was like, is that someone that like doesn't know that Glenn's like part of this thing? And they're like, oh, you're going to need to see this. Or like... yeah. <laughs> No, they're just fucking trolls. Okay, cool. Well, they did a great job. And I, uh, and I applaud, I applaud you, Vicky. And uh, keep up, keep up the good work. iTunes. If you ask, you shall receive. Two reviews this week, Glenn. That's magnificent. Two five-star reviews, which is fantastic. Of Mr. Underscore Sando. We have Mr. Shando as we... Uh, <laughs> it didn't correct us on the pronunciation of the name. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm prepared to say it's Mr. Shando. And uh, the comment is, the most influential rugby league podcast on the planet. So what can you expect? Hating on Kiwis and Poms and refs. Also, the Eels, Titans and Ra- Raiders regularly copper spray. These two gronks bounce off each other expertly as they bring you up-to-date NRL news and opinions in a humorous and completely biased style that is sprinkled with plenty of C-bombs. Nobody's off limits and no subject is taboo. So if you share Nate and Glenn's love of Billy Slater, Kirk Gidley and well-oiled Polynesian men, then give yourself an uppercut and tune the fuck in. That's sensational. That's one of my favourite reviews ever. And that's I say lovely. I say that after every half decent review, but I I love that. That was fantastic. That's someone that's actually listened to the show a bit and you know, that, and they've that, they've, all for one episode. And they've picked whatever. up well 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 if if it's from one episode, they're extremely perspective they're extremely perceptive and they've and they've distilled it down to the essence and put that down in a review, really which have. I love. And uh we've got one here, uh, great show, dot dot dot. And constructive criticism, five stars. Uh-oh. Kevin Hardwick's... I don't take this well at all. Kevin Hardwick's haircut. <laughs> you guys are hilarious, and I love the podcast. Been listening for a year or so now. Been telling mates to listen, but I've heard the same thing a few times now after they gave it a first listen. You're losing them during the mailbag. I guess if they aren't familiar with you guys at the podcast, then listening to that section in a vacuum might mislead them about the nature of the podcast and existence of the meaty rugby league real talk in the news recaps and preview sections. Maybe if you did the mailbag at the end, just a suggestion. What do you think of that suggestion? Absolutely nothing. It's right up there with the ball bag. I like I like like the mailbag at the start, and the reason the reason why I like it at the start is because it gives us a fucking hearty hearty lols to fucking kick the show off with. You know what I mean? Like there's some. Funny, we get some funny emails and funny Facebook shit and and, and funny tweets and stuff. Well, it just starts, it just starts, it kicks it off. It's Kevin Hardwick's haircut. Is, is, is his mate's got fucking ADHD or something? They can't well, just well, hang on to something through the first fucking fifteen. Well, well, my 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 first thing would be, I mean, I I diligently and at, at and at great expense of time, 
you know, at least like five to ten minutes, place accurate chapter markings throughout the, the course of the show, whereby it goes intro, mailbag, news, recaps, previews, wrapping it up. Sure. So they can easily press the, the, the next chapter button and go straight to the news. And if they wanted to go back to the mailbag afterwards, then so be it. But um, honestly, that's the first time we've heard any... I mean, it's, it's great to get constructive criticism. Which and we if, always love. And if we I had, say that and if we had received... Because I, I actually do take great offence and I'm quite hurt by it. Yeah, yeah look, I, like, I, 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 loved, I love the criticism. I, fucking, I, I feed off it. I'll, I'll, I'll print this up on the wall and I'll, you know... I'll, I'll, I'll print this out on latex, latex, and you know, wrap it around my penis and, and furiously masturbate to this to this constructive criticism later on tonight. Jesus fucking Christ! I'll just say thank you for your effort and and forget about it. <laughs> so, in short, thank you for the criticism. Um, it's honestly the first time anyone has ever said anything like that. But hey, you might you might set off an avalanche of people that go, you know what? We hate the fucking mailbag too. At which point, we'll probably get rid of the mailbag. Not really. <laughs> yeah, as if. Um, no, it's, it's actually staying where it is. And this is the thing. I mean, as people listen to the show and they become... The, what, the, the, show, the show is, you know, all well and good and everything like that. And we have a lot of fun doing it and everything. But the, at the end of the day... We like to give back. Through the show, we've actually like managed to, to cobble together uh, a fucking very decent rugby league community. Sure around the show and they're the guys that actually uh, you know drive the mailbag and sure I mean, it's a community of fucking bogans and gronks and some Penrith nerds sprinkled with some sex pests sex pests and people that have no fucking clue about life let alone rugby league but it's a community nonetheless but it's, by, damn, by God is our fucking community though Exactly right. <laughs> and we'll defend them to the death, and we'll defend their right. We are the co-mayors of this fucking sh- shabby community. <laughs> exactly, and yeah, and, lost souls, and uh, and yeah, and I, I think the, the the mailbag it gives it, it gives us some good laughs to start the show, and also we get people you know who actually bring up issues about rugby league, which then become you know discussion points and stuff like that, and then you know the, the community hear that, and then they feed off that, and then that becomes a you know a back and forth on Twitter and Facebook and the rest of it. So um. Yeah, but thanks. I mean, you know, it's obviously it didn't stop you giving us a five-star review because you know what happens to the one-star end of the reviews. <laughs> I mean, you've been listening long enough, uh, Kevin Harvick's haircut, if indeed that is your real name. Uh, but we thank you for your review, and uh, but not as much as we thank Mr. Shando because his review is fucking great. Tipping. <laughs> Gaza Wonga maintains the top position solo now, out there by himself, 24 you know points. Gaza Wonga, the yeah? way you say that. Yeah. It reminds me of um, possibly... One of my top five fucking greatest moments in life. Okay. And it was a time during one of the hardest periods of my life uh, was when my father passed away, and um, we were one of my 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 best mate had come down, um, flew down from Brisbane to to help me uh, to support me go to the funeral and um, and help sort out dad's affairs, house and all the rest of it. And uh, we're at the house. And uh, etched or, or scratched into the concrete of the garage floor was, quite ironically, R.I.P. Brother Wongi. And um, I was there having a bit of a heartfelt conversation with uh, with with Bradley, and um, he's looked down and he's he's seen the the, the etching into the concrete, and um, he said, "Oh, 
R.I.P. Brother Wongi. Said, yeah, it was um, it was Dad's nickname, and you know, yeah, you know, it meant a lot to him. And, and he goes, really? Where's that come from? And I was like. No, you fucking idiot. That's fucking been there from years. Someone scratched at him when the conqueror was still there. What are you, a fucking dickhead? <laughs> at which point, I proceeded to cop a tirade of abuse about toying with people's emotions <laughs> when they were trying to be very diplomatic and, and sensitive. Fucking rightly during so. During my trying time. Rightly so, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, Brother Wongi, a.k.a. Gazawonga, <laughs> if that's his real name, you're on top by uh, NZ Tiger, second tied with uh, Scott Beebe uh, in doubles. Oh, no, sorry. Nope. NZ Tiger and Scott Beebe, two and three. Then a point back. We have uh, in doubles Shane Aaron Elvis ugh, on 22. And then back on 21, we have uh, the base of the remainder of the top 10, the unique 180. Melon, Brendan Bush, Smithy Fire, and Moga Kenny Cello all on 21. And I think I've only got the top 10 in front of me, but I think that that 21 point level goes back probably to about 15. I think there's a few people there, but I mean, we're starting to spread out a little bit. And I'm fucking like so close to last. It's not funny. Like I'm in the bottom 10. It's just That's a, excellent. It's a disgrace. Fantasy. I'm on top there, though. Number one for life. Sizzamy Timbers, second. Shagorific. Uh, Butts Badgers. Jesus, fucking ordinary team Where, names. Wesley yeah. Crushes. Toto's Terrors is always there. Barrows and Shovels. Foreign Legion. I like that one. And the Jack Hoversaws. Now, we need to get more people in the uh, in, in the, the group. So, uh, if I haven't done it by the time you're listening to this show, fucking remind me to put out on Twitter one more time and on Facebook one more time the link to to get into the group competition. This the you know they change they try and tweak and refine these fantasy competitions every year. As as we saw with the NRL run one, you know they change the their supplier of the statistics and the data to a to a, a company that does AFL data, and that fantasy is absolutely fucked completely to the point where it's pretty much un, was unusable for the first couple of weeks. They may have fixed it now, but it was absolutely fucked. And things with lockouts and people could cheat, and you know it was just it was just a fucking disgrace. Supercoach is better than that. However, they did change the way that you know you can do the group. There used to be like a big Twitter thing, and I keep trying to connect our Twitter account to to the um the the fantasy site, and it just the, the authorization just keeps it doesn't it doesn't uh, kick us out of it. It just it says it's all good, but it just never works. Sure. So we've compromised by setting up this group thing, and because the, you know they've got no fucking regard for user user interface or user experience. They, uh, you've got to basically click this link. You can't just get in there and find it. So I'll put the link up there on Facebook and Twitter again. And uh, if you haven't, if you can't see it there now, as you listen to this, and fucking send us a tweet or a Facebook thing so I can do it. Um, and of course, the shop it's still got a couple of old Revelation shirts. It's still got Tigers in Decline shirts. And uh, let's face it, after this weekend, once again, you'll be able to wear it loud and proud because you know, forty percent win loss record is uh, not an incline. And <laughs> <laughs> and of course the memberships still going on the memberships we'll have a range of sizes we'll, all the sizes will be represented some in more quantities than others so make sure you get in there with your memberships and uh, yeah things are starting to come in with the memberships now so uh, and the various components aren't too far away so we hope to have them out to you uh, yeah as soon as possible and I can't wait to get the packs together and uh, get them out there because uh, it's been fantastic to see the support that people are throwing behind us I can't wait to see people posting pictures of their uh, membership gear, wearing it to games, and getting the, getting our uh, our show and, and a little bit of advertising and and pimping us out. Yeah, exactly. Forward to it. And look, I'd love to I'd love to see someone in Tigers and Decline shirt, you know, getting some fucking selfies with you know, like someone like Farah. That'd be brilliant. I fucking hope 
Farrah gives him the Anthony Watts toy treat. Or if you're a Sharkies fan, you got a Tigers in decline shirt, fucking rock up the Sharkies thing, get a picture with, you know, like, you know, Fifi, Ashford, <sighs> Hino, a couple of these guys. They just, the Sharkies they, fans, they don't have that in them. Cause they I reckon, have that sort of sense of humour. Because I, I reckon, never winning I reckon you guys like Hino, they'd they have a fucking hearty lull over a Tigers in decline shirt. You think? Yeah, I mean, you know, because they got assholed out of there, you know, part of Team Farrah, you know, you know, everyone cleaned out, you know, that sort of thing. You know, the two dressing rooms, politics played a role in their departure. The fact that they're all now shit, you know, I wouldn't, I'd, I, you know, I wouldn't give that credit to someone like Humphreys. There's no way he saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> get in there, just fucking enjoy yourself, bitches. And then that's my cue to leave. All right. <laughs> See you next See week. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.